Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You listen to every damn word I have to say. Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> and it's starts, doesn't it? Welcome. Today is a Tuesday morning. We are the Preston and Steve Show. We welcome you into our open arms. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, December 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one security guard is dead and another was wounded after a stabbing at a Macy's department store in Center City on Monday morning. It happened at the store located at 13th and Market Street, one block from City Hall. Philadelphia police say it began with an attempted shoplifting around 1045 in the morning. According to investigators, a man identified by sources as 30-year-old Tyrone uh, Tunnel was attempting to steal several hats when he was stopped by security. There was a confrontation but security backed off uh, and after they got the merchandise back and allowed uh, Tunnel to leave, according to police. Then about 15 min- minutes later, investigators say Tunnel came back. That's when he approached one security guard, turned toward the other with a knife in his hand and began stabbing that guard. Jeez, yeah. yeah, the other guard intervened and was stabbed several times. There was a scuffle with the second security guard trying to save the first guard. This made national news. It did night, make national news. Because it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. And number one, all of the, uh, the shoplifters Thing, uh, things are brazen walk-in and retail thefts that have been taking place. But the fact that this guy comes back... They let him go. Yeah. They and, let and him go. Let him back go. with a done I, deal. You committed insane. a crime, a, a chargeable crime. Yeah. They let him go. Murder. And he comes back and murders the guy. Yeah. Well, and it's Macy's. It's the holiday yeah. season. It's shopping. Yes. Like, and these two guys... And they were young. Like, yeah. just there doing their job. It's insane. Both victims were taken to the hospital by police where one of them was pronounced dead uh, at 11.19 in the morning. The suspect fled on SEPTA and dropped a knife on SEPTA property. SEPTA officers were able to get Tunnel and they brought him into custody at the Somerset Station. The guards are Macy's employees and were not armed. The names of the guards have not been released though police say the guard who was killed is a 30-year-old man. He died after suffering a stab wound to his neck. The other guard is a 23-year-old man uh, who was stabbed in the face and left arm. He is hospitalized in stable condition. Uh, Macy's has not said yet when they expect to reopen the store. It's that time of year when gift cards are in high demand. Detectives in Bucks County say two men were running a scheme to steal crucial information from the backs of gift cards to pull the funds from them. Police say employees at a giant in Plumstead Township called them after discovering some gift cards had been tampered with. Police say two suspects placed about 75 Visa gift cards on the shelves there on November 28th, having already skimmed information from the gift cards. Police say if the gift cards had been purchased and activated, the funds would have been stolen. Police were able 
able to pull surveillance video of the suspects in their car on December 2nd. Jian He and Min He uh, were picked up in West Goshen after officers recognized their license plates from incidents in Plumstead. Police say they had dozens of Nike gift cards in their possession. <sighs> the suspects are being held on $50,000 cash bail in Bucks County on the charges out of Plumstead. Uh, the suspects are facing similar charges from several other departments in Bucks County. So you'd only know about this crime when you activated the card. Yeah, like when you, I guess you yeah. purchased it and you'd be basically purchasing a blank card because right. they already have the number. And I guess once it's activated, then they can use it. Right. Uh, police want uh, consumers to be careful when buying gift cards. They said if it looks like the cardboard packaging has been opened or re-glued, that's what they were doing. They were re-gluing it and they said okay. there was like a, a large amount of glue and that's what tipped off some of the employees at that store. So if it looks like it's been tampered with, it's been re-glued, uh, some, you know, if there's anything that looks weird with the stripe. What or, if the gift card is handwritten, Kathy? <laughs> or if it's handwritten yeah. on a tissue, it's not a gift card. Uh, yeah, so just alert employees, but be careful when buying the gift cards. Make sure you take a good look at them. If iTunes is spelled with two O's, you know you're, <laughs> you're being ripped off. <laughs> the Hershey Company headquartered in Pennsylvania is notifying some customers their data may have been compromised. The data breach happened between September 3rd and September 4th, and it impacted 2,214 people according to the company's filing with the Maine Attorney General. Uh, this data included first and last names, health and medical information, credit card numbers and passcodes, and credentials for financial accounts, including routing numbers. Based on our investigation, which recently concluded the unauthorized user may have had access to certain personal information of yours. Although we have no evidence that any information was acquired or misused by the unauthorized user, we wanted to notify you of the incident out of an abundance of caution, said the company in a letter to affected customers. The, the barrage of stuff that happens around the holidays is amazing. I was going cleaning up some of my email yesterday and uh, the most amateurish attempt to get my information through a fake Netflix really? alert. Yeah, oh my God. Oh God. But just tons of this stuff, so be yeah. aware. It's, it's out there, and there's a lot of it. The candy maker says there is no reason to think the stolen data has been misused, but Hershey is offering affected individuals two years of credit monitoring. In sports this morning. In Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals pulled off an overtime upset in Jacksonville, beating the Jaguars 34-31. to The Bengals ended their losing streak at three games behind a standout showing by quarterback Jake Browning. Yesterday, the Eagles announced that they are signing three-time All-Pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard to bolster what was the weakest position on the roster. The Eagles began this season with Nicobe Dean and Zach Cunningham as their starting linebackers, but Dean missed most of the season and is on the IR again after undergoing foot surgery and cutting suffered a hamstring injury against the Bills and missed the 49ers game. 28-year-old Leonard decided to sign with the Eagles instead of the rival Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles play the Cowboys in Texas on Sunday Night Football this week. Kickoff is at 8-20. And the Flyers beat the Penguins 2-1 yeah. in overtime at the Wells Fargo Center. Sean Couturier scored an overtime off a feed from Travis Konechny. Two days ago, Couturier scored the shootout winner to give the Flyers a 4-3 decision over Pittsburgh. Four of the Flyers' last five victories have been decided by one goal and after regulation. Good way, but I had to. They'll play in Arizona on Thursday. 
uh, against the Coyotes at 9 o'clock. And after a jarring incident and 11 games on the sidelines, Kelly Oubre Jr. is set to return for the Sixers on Wednesday against the Wizards. On November 11th, a Sixers official said Oubre was struck by a motor vehicle while walking in Philadelphia and suffered a fractured rib. Asked Monday about the night, Oubre declined to discuss details, citing an ongoing police investigation, but he did push back strongly against those who have questioned what he told police. Tip-off for tomorrow night's game is at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have the Nick scream because uh, Nick can't be here today. No. He's not feeling well. Steve, do you remember way, way, way back when in the early days of soap operas when uh, they used to do some of them live? And, yes, and, uh, yeah. And uh, sometimes a, a show member couldn't make it and they would say, the part today is uh, Nick right. McElwain be, be, <laughs> is being played by Marissa by Magnata. Marissa Magnata at the beginning of the show. And right. So that's what we have today. So there you go. Thank you. The part of Nick McElwain is being played by Marissa Magnata. <laughs> Wait, I don't remember that. The so- soap opera is Like back live? in the black back and white days. days. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah, I've only seen... Uh, you know what I know it from is actually in uh, Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest. Because uh, her daughter, yeah. uh, Joan Crawford's daughter, was an actress. And one day she was sick and they just had don't Joan Crawford fill in her role. And she's like, my role is like t- a 20-year-old. <laughs> and Joan is like in her <laughs> early 60s. Yeah. So the um, and it's a great scene, and it's true. You can watch footage of Joan Crawford looking like a grandmother, yes. flirting with their. <laughs> it's insane. But they would do that. They they had some of them live. Yeah, uh, back yeah. In the, way back in the day. But anyhow, Marissa is going to be filling in for Nick today here in the studio. We have a few things going on. Uh, we do have some guests on the program. We're going to have Mike Rainey and Tim Butterly stopping by. Uh, we know Tim from Delco Proper. Yes, yeah. Uh, Dad, meet and friends Christmas show is coming up. And this is going to be on Thursday night Healing Comedy Club. So those guys are going to come in and promote that this morning. Uh, And if you are looking for some suggestions on uh, what to purchase in the world of uh, wine and spirits, we have uh, Liz Tarditi. Of course. Who's going to be here from uh, Fine Wine. The Tarditi Touch. And Good uh, Spirits Wine Specialist. So she is going to uh, offer up any suggestions if you're going to buy a bottle for somebody this or maybe for yourself or your hosting or whatever it might be. So we'll get some tips as we are obviously in the thick of the holiday season. We also have Tattoosday taking place, so you have your opportunity to win. Preston and Steve show. Themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. That is up and running. You can go ahead and text in now. Text the word tattoo to 39333 and you might win a tattoo before the program is up. Outside of that, we got some stuff to do. Things to give away and a stupid question coming up when we return. So we'll take a quick break. uh, Dive into the entertainment report. There's a lot of information there. So we'll hang out together. Make it through a Tuesday. Hang out. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's see. We're going to give away for a stupid question uh, tickets as the Kimmel Cultural Campus presents a very Philly Christmas. This will be with the no-name pops and a bunch of other performers. So the question that I pose to you is this. Fezziwigs is a character in which Charles Dickens' book? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call now. Fezziwigs is a character in which Charles Dickens' book? Let's see if you can get the answer. 215-263-WMMR. And while we are waiting for that call, today being the fifth day of December. We'll go through some birthdays. One of the three tenors has his birthday. Jose Carreras <laughs> is 77 years old. Did you get tripped up in that uh, three yeah. tenors? It was cool, right? It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were they're amazing vocalists and they, they did some real, they did the more contemporary side of opera for that. They opened up for Godsmack. I saw him in one. Uh, wow. <laughs> no kidding. Wow, that's, a, that's a hell of a bill. Uh, but Jose alongside uh, Placido Domingo and Luciano Pavarotti. And I believe is uh, is Domingo. Yeah, I guess uh, Luciano's the only one who died, I think. I uh, Well, yeah. Was Placido Domingo. I know there was a. Placido has a Me Too thing going yeah. on, right? And yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with those crazy boys. Jose Carreras is 77 today. Uh, Margaret Cho has her birthday today. Had her in the studio a number of times. Always a lot of fun. Yeah, she's nice. Uh, she turns 55 years old today. I think she briefly dated Quentin Tarantino. No kidding. Yeah, wow. Because they're, they're pretty tight. Okay. Uh, then we have Frankie Munez. Uh, who is, wow, 38 years old. Remember when he was a kid? <laughs> I watched Malcolm in the Middle all the time. It was Brian Cranston, and yeah. uh, it was a great cast. But uh, it, the dude is actually, I, I saw him, he was on uh, Steve O's podcast, and obviously we've learned throughout the years he, he used to suffer from many strokes, like yeah. lots of them. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, he raced his cars and... Was living the life. Yep. Uh, had a run with a, uh, agent Cody Banks, and we've always talked about what a great movie Big Fat Liar is. Very <laughs> I, funny movie. I love that movie. Uh, so he's 38 today. That's just crazy. Johnny Resnick, singer and guitarist for the Goo Goo Dolls, uh, is 58 years old. I just saw an interview with him recently. We talk a lot about uh, <laughs> ladies that have had plastic surgery. Oh, no. Oh, oh really? My goodness. Really? I have not now, seen him recently. He's not like Cat Lady Bad, yeah. you know, where he's completely formed his face, but you could look at him and go, who's that guy? I have no idea oh who that God. is, right, Marissa? Oh, his skin is very smooth. There is not a single wrinkle on there, yeah. and it is just taut and nice, but I saw them, I think, on my birthday, not this past summer, the summer before, and they were at the man. The place was rocking. It was sold out. Oh, they, they were it's killing fun. it for a while, yeah. and, and, um, and he's a good-looking dude. I think it's yeah. hard when you're, I don't know, you're kind of a, the rock star, and, and he was uh, he, he was a, known for his looks. Yep, he was a good-looking yeah. dude, and so you gotta, you gotta kind of keep that alive. We're looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah, he's, he's tinkered with his face quite a bit, but uh, he's a nice enough guy. I've encountered him a couple of times. I've interviewed him and um, he always seemed pretty cool. Great voice, great songer and uh, singer and songwriter. Do you remember initially they were kind of a more of a, of a, of a punk band and they had a different sound and, yeah. then they, and then they switched a 
little bit. Hit yeah, big. They went uh, more, much more pop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, had some great hit records. So I this love this song. song. This is a great song, Iris. Happy 58th birthday to Johnny Resnick. I think the most like quoted. Uh, what was the song of First City of Angels? This that, is it. This, this is, is it. it. Yes. Iris. This is like every girl was like, this song is so me. Yep. Great tune. All right. Also, uh, lead singer of Great White, Jack Russell, has oh. his birthday today. Sorry, Case, I didn't point that out there. That, uh, we no, that's all right. No, musical Wait, Dude, birthday. I just typed in Jack Russell and not Great White. <laughs> Jack Russell Terrier. Jack yeah. Russell Terrier. Dude, I love those dogs. <laughs> they Sometimes they can be a little nasty, but uh, yeah. you get a good one. How do you think he prize? I mean, we're emotionally, because oh Great White is part of one of the great tragedies in rock history. Yeah. Oh, was it like over 100 people who died yeah. in that? Yeah, and, and a fire, a pyro yeah. fire in a small club. Yeah, and where do you, do you where do you does process this, does that? Does this band even play anymore? I have no they, idea. Yeah, yeah. Or did they after that wrap it up? I'm not really sure. But um, when they first came out, it's kind of funny to listen to them now. But they were there were strong comparisons to Led Zeppelin, ah. the sound of his voice uh, when they first came out, and uh, it was like, do you hear this band? They kind of sound like guy sounds like Robert Plant, you know. But he turns uh, 63 years old today. Uh, another singer songwriter. Jim Messina has his birthday. Loggins and Messina. And he was also in Buffalo Springfield, which, I, to be honest, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Buffalo Springfield fan, so I was uh, familiar. I- I've always loved his voice and his songwriting. Loggins and Messina, terrific. Yeah. A Danny song. One of the best yeah. ever. That song will make me cry. Uh, let's play it right now. Let's all cry together. Do we happen to have it? We probably don't. I have it we? on my phone if you want it. Oh, you just want to. I got uh, Danny's Inferno. Um... How about Whoop Danny? I can I can pull it up on my phone here real quick, and we could we could plug it in because it's a uh, it's a sing along song, yeah. and uh, it's definitely one that tugs at the heartstrings. Hang on a second. Oh come on, you said no. I don't want to. I don't want to rate this right. <laughs> no. Why does it always do that when you need? Yeah. Uh, when you need something right away. Hang Give on a second. Me. All right, I got it. Hard. Right, it's this guy right here. Plug this guy. In right plug here. it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Yeah, here we go. And we've just begun. Think I'm gonna have a son. Everybody. He will be like she and me as we as the devil. I mainly know the chorus. Yeah, yeah I mean, corn seed in love. Sun is gonna shine above. Here we go. And even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. I'll bet we can't come up with a nice song of the day for more than a week. Oh, which we disagree. That's not a nice That's song. Nice. That is not a nice song at all. Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> you know, we ain't One more time here. I love the violin in Chile. You in the car, sing along. 
beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could actually sing this. What was that case? Be nice. Oh, be nice. See, even Dalton. What if Danny Stone calls my mother a whore? Is she? Yeah, where is Kyle? Oh, he's over there. He probably doesn't. I just saw arms come out from behind the monitor. Where he is every single morning. The guy's nine feet tall. I can't see him from where I sit. He's kind of dressed like a ninja, too, or a, or a burglar. Yeah, like he is. Burglar. He, or, or, a or a longshoreman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right after we do Happy Song of the Day, we'll do Rate Kyle's Wardrobe. <laughs> Kyle's working on the docks. Yeah. Uh, all right, anyway. Kyle is works on the docks. Jim Messina is 76 today. Uh, actor Nick Stahl uh, from movies like Sin City and uh, Terminator 3 and uh, Carnival, that show. He is uh, 44 today. God, in Sin City, he's this, by the end of the movie, this gelatinous mess. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the yellow guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, last uh, birthday, uh, Shalom Harlow is an actress and model. She was in Vanilla Sky and How to Lose a uh, Guy in 10 Days. Okay. Oh, wow. And Alvin and the Chipmunks. And she's, she's in the Chipmunks? She's 50 today, yeah. So she's uh, an attractive woman uh, in a fine looking movie. In a, movie, in a uh, chipmunk movie. In the chipmunk film. Because yes. uh, we love the Chipmunks. They brighten up the holidays. Okay, Reeds, thank you. No, no problem at all. All right, let's see. Sing Danny's song together. I loved it. Let's see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Uh, Fezzy Wigs is a character in which uh, Charles Dickens book 215263 WMMR. We're going to go to Derek. Try and get an answer. Hi, Derek. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you, Derek. What book will we find Fezzy Wigs in? That would be the Christmas Carol. Yes, a classic <laughs> Christmas Carol. Steve just recently re-listened to that book. I did. The love audio. It. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Derek, hang on. We are going to give you a pair of tickets. Kimmel Cultural Campus presents a very Philly Christmas. That's going to be on Wednesday, December 15th, Verizon Hall. You can enjoy iconic holiday favorites that you will never forget, featuring the no-name pops cast of Broadway singers and dancers and a conductor renowned for his showmanship and flair. Get tickets uh, for performance through December 23rd at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. I got a lot of stuff to unpack, so let's get All to right. it. Uh, we will begin with opening statements, arg- opening arguments began yesterday in Jonathan Major's domestic violence trial. Uh, the actor faced charges of misdemeanor assault, aggravated harassment, harassment following an incident in March involving his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, could face up to a year in jail if convicted. The prosecutor, Michael Perez, said in his opening statement that the Loki actor assaulted Jabari while they were in a car in Manhattan on the night of March 25th, Perez claims that Majors slapped Jabari across the face and grabbed her hand violently during a fight over a text message on Majors' phone. Uh, apparently, the actor also threw her like a football back into the car when she tried to get out, something Perez said that the driver would testify to. Now, during her opening statement, Majors' lawyer, uh, Priya Chaudhry, argued that it was Jabari who assaulted the actor. Uh, Jabari, quote, slapped, clawed, and scratched him. Uh, She also accused Jabari of making false allegations in order to take away everything that Majors has spent his whole life working for. So this is going to get ugly. Yeah, This is not somebody just saying, I didn't do it. This is somebody saying, no, she did it. Right. So it's going to be back and forth for a long time. Back and forth. And while this all goes on, you know, who's going to pull the trigger on a project with him in it right now. Right. You know? I don't know. You don't know how this is going to play out. You don't know. 
Julia Roberts broke her silence on ex-Matthew Perry's death in a new interview with Entertainment Tonight. Uh, the Oscar winner who briefly dated Matthew for three months in 1995 after uh, she guest starred on Friends said that it is heartbreaking that Matthew died so unexpectedly. Wasn't she, didn't he write about her in his he book did. saying that, that he was so addicted to the drugs that he like wasn't even paying attention? Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll, yeah. I'll read that passage to you. So uh, she said the sudden passing of anybody so young is heartbreaking. I think that it just helps all of us who uh, just appreciate what we have and to keep going in a positive way as best we can. She also reflected on her experience appearing on Friends as a former childhood classmate of uh, Chandler Bing. She said, all good things, all good thoughts and feelings. Uh, they were also welcoming to me as just a kind one-off uh, kind, as a kind of one-off character and it was really a fun time, she said. Uh, before his death, Matthew did, as Kathy said, write about the relationship in his memoir. He said that uh, they had a three-month courtship where they sent each other letters via fax. Uh, he said, I was so excited that some nights I would find myself out at some party sharing a flirtatious exchange with an attractive woman and cut the conversation short so I could race home and see if a new fax had arrived. Uh, after three months of dating, Matthew decided to end things with her. Uh, he said, dating Julia Roberts had been too much for me. Uh, I had been constantly certain that she was going to break up with me. Why would she not? I, I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was broken, bent, unlovable. So instead of facing the inevitability of uh, in the agony of losing her, I broke up with the beautiful and brilliant Julia Roberts. That self-sabotage thing is, uh, is that happens with a lot of people where this person, this person can't really be in love with me, so I'll sabotage it so I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, and plus he was on yeah, drugs. Yeah, drugs, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, Friends just so happens to play a role in Julia's new film called Leave the World Behind as well. Um, uh, Mahershala Ali, uh, co-star, said it's uh, it's beautiful that he could sort of be honored in that way, or the show sort of be honored, coincidentally, at this time. Uh, so it's kind of nice that it has a little space in there. I don't know to what level it's in the movie, but apparently there's some kind of a, a reference or a nod, or I'm not really sure what Maybe happens. they reenact the pivot scene. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe they do. <laughs> the dramatic moment. So, Golden Bachelor star Jerry Turner has admitted that he lied about not dating any other women between his wife's 2017 death and appearing on the hit reality show. Oh, I've been with lots of whores. Asked about his lies, which were exposed to the Hollywood Reporter, Turner told Katie Couric, I guess I would say this. I dated a number of women, but then it became then it becomes an issue of how you define whether you're in a relationship. Uh, Turner was exposed by an ex who gave her name as Carolyn. She said that she enjoyed a year-long relationship with the reality star after his wife of 45 years, Tony, died of an infection in 2017. Turner claimed on TV that Tony's death had to plunge him into such deep grief that he only uh, had... Uh, he had only countenanced a romance again after being approached to appear on the hit show. Okay. But Carolyn, uh, who's 14 years younger than him, said that she began dating Turner just two months after his wife, wife died. Uh, they grew so close that she spent time at his Indiana lake house, only for Turner to later dump her for gaining 10 pounds. That's, <laughs> that's, that's golden. <laughs> this is what she said. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. It is multiple sized to every story. Asked but, about those claims, uh, he said uh, that the romance would 
Elizabeth Turner, quote, didn't really last a few years. He then quickly changed the subject saying, but I want to focus on what's going on now. <laughs> well, here's the deal. They, they needed to have this story to tell when they roll out the first Golden Bachelor. Sure. You needed the absolute perfect Golden Bachelor, a widower mm-hmm. who could not. That was his one and only. He's looking for love. So they create the whole story. I think also, Preston, there was an article I sent you where they, they talked about him being a restaurateur. Um, he, it's he, in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she also said that he was uh, tight with his money and uh, he would make her pay for half of their meals before they ate out so he could then pick up the check and look like a gent. Uh, cleanliness was an issue for him. So there's all these little things coming now, out. Now, are these simply, you know, the, the idiosyncrasies of a uh, of somebody who's just a regular person? But, yeah. uh, you know, it shows you, too. And a funny thing watching the show as Golden Bachelor progressed. In the beginning, it was like, this is a dynamic that is interesting because people are looking for love in the out of part yeah, of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And that makes it a little bit more profound. But w- about halfway through, it becomes the regular Bachelor. Right. Uh, he, it, right. It, it's the same stuff going on. Sure. Yeah. He, he did concede that his claims of being a successful retired restaurateur were inflated and that uh, the mom and pop hamburger store he had owned closed in 1985. Uh, Turner, who has since worked as a hot tub maintenance man, told Katie Couric, the business I owned was very much like the Cadillac diner that Teresa and I went to on our very first date. I sold Burgers and fries and shakes, and it was very profitable business. He said. Yeah, you were thinking like a Stephen Starr type of guy when you heard restaurant tour, yeah. and you saw him all dapper and so on and so forth. And he was he was running. Uh, but I guess if you if you own and run a restaurant, you're a restaurant tour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, remember that um, who wants to marry a millionaire? Oh yeah, yeah. And they inflated the sure. like they they if they liquidated everything this guy had ever owned, they just barely increased a million. Yep. All right. How great is this story? Sixty five years after its release. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee has officially become the number one song in the country. This blew my mind. This Whoa. is so cool. And it breaks a bunch of records. Do we have that uh, case? Uh, yeah, probably. On Monday, Billboard confirmed that Lee's classic holiday tune had appeared atop this week's Hot 100 chart, which measures the 100 most popular songs in the U.S. Not surprisingly, the list is populated at the moment by a number of Christmas staples, including Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You and Bobby Helms' Jingle Bell Rock. Lee celebrated the achievement with a short note on her Instagram story. She wrote, we did it, Brendanators. Brendanators. By the way, how interesting is this? Brenda Lee, listen to her voice. She was 13 years old when she recorded this. Pretty amazing, isn't it? It does not sound like a 13-year-old. So this no. is the voice of a 13-year-old. Yeah, right wow. here, yeah. 65 years ago, right? Yeah, I just feel like everybody back then always just looked older. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were all adults yeah. anyway. Yeah. What are you a, saying? This is a teenager. Yeah. A young teenager. Yeah. You know, when you hear, there's, you know, like some kids today, too, you'll, you'll see them, they're cute, they're little, they even their speaking voice, and then they sing, and you're like, what, what yeah. is coming out of and, their and, vocal cords? And by the way, one of the, the, the cool things about this was that it was a kind of a rock song. But though we don't yeah. perceive it as such. By the way, how long was it? And maybe, maybe not you, Steve. You're, you're a few years smidge older than us. But um, did you? Was it before you realized that Kesara Sara <laughs> was sung by a man? <laughs> that is Wayne Newton <laughs> singing that song. It sounds like a woman, but he was a kid. He was a little kid. Donka Shane would be. Or Donka Shane. Don- I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, not Kesara yeah. Sara. Yeah, okay. yeah. Donka Shane uh, was sung by. 
him, he was a kid. Don Cushing. Yeah. Oh, baby, Don Cushing. Yeah, and he's got a great voice. He does. So, um, yeah, she was 13 years old uh, when she recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. By the way, she at 78, she becomes the oldest performer in history to top the Hot 100. Aww. Her tune also sets a new record for the longest gap between a song's release <laughs> and its appearance at the top spot. The previous record holder was All I Want for Christmas Is You. That took 25 years uh, before it hit the top spot. The, the Christmas landscape, Christmas music landscape, um, magical things happen with the charts because every year, like in England, um, you know, yeah, the top of the pops. Yeah, top of the pops. That's in Love Actually. Love, exactly. It's all about that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they put campaigns out to try to scoot songs up to the number one spot. Yeah. Jace was asking me the other day, uh, which I thought was a good question. When was the last time like a hit holiday song was written? Well, Kelly Clarkson's is pretty big. Okay. Um, Which, what what is it? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but that's hers. Yeah. Was that uh, or is that a remake? I think that's a remake. I think it's a remake. It's a remake of that. Christmas. So down, what a wonderful sight. As long as I have. that's not hers. I don't think. No. Okay. I don't know. Chris, can you do a little investigation on that? Yeah. That's hers. Underneath the tree. Um, and then Ariana Grande had one. She find out who wrote that, please, if you would. Stop and think about the ones that are the, the, the big hits. Like Mariah had a big oh, hit. monstrous. So, I'm going yeah. to see her next week. Ooh. At the Wells Fargo Center? Yeah. Ooh, it's a Christmas show, too. I know. There's a, whole, there's a whole conceit. Yeah. Is there a... We're looking for... It's a, at the top. The wiki. Is it? Yeah, right. I see it. Right here. Okay. Uh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. All right, now I have Songwriters, Kelly Clarkson, yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Okay. There's an answer well, for so Jace. That, yeah, that's a good one. Because, I mean, a lot of them are, well, the majority of them are, so, you know, very yeah. old. Yeah, they 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 come and they if they stick or they don't, the ones that stick, stick forever. Yeah. So it's, speaking of that, the guy who wrote Rock Around the Christmas Tree in 1958 um, is Johnny Marks, and he also wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, yeah. Silver and gold. What? Holly Jolly Christmas, and I heard the bells on Christmas Day. And smacked my bitch up. Wow. Yeah, for Prodigy. Yeah. Uh, two years after its initial release, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree entered Billboard's Hot 100 for the first time, coming in at number 14. And Marks was a holiday machine for the, that many holiday hits? Yep. And <laughs> Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree is Brenda Lee's third number one song. The Georgia-born singer previously topped the Hot 100 uh, chart with I'm Sorry and I Want to Be Wanted. Both songs were released in 1960. It's crazy, that, man. Isn't that awesome? 65 years between the release and it becoming number one. Good um, for her. And was there anything anything that propelled it? Yes, there was a TikTok video uh, that came out. They, they created a uh, an actual music video for it, and uh, who else was in it? A couple of country stars were in it with it, Tanya Tucker and Trisha Yearwood. Wow. Uh, were in it. So they, they just did that, and that... Uh, Created some renewed interest. So, That's pretty cool. So now she uh, she created a TikTok uh, account, and she's got like 84,000 followers. Brenda Lee does, who she's working on. We should put our Living Nativity video from years ago up on oh, TikTok yeah. and see if we can see traction. I loved it. <laughs> 
It yep. was, that was that was a masterpiece of ours. I, it was one of the best we've ever done. Yeah, because uh, Casey was baby Jesus, and it was so awesome. All right, a uh, couple other things to mention: uh, Vanessa Hudgens and Cole Tucker have tied the knot. Yeah, a high school musical alum and her fiance, professional baseball player Cole Tucker, said "I do" on Saturday in Tulum, Mexico. Cole Tucker, such a classic sports sounding oh, name. Yeah. That's it's, Cole Tucker. Yeah, either a shortstop or a NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. Over the weekend, a photo surfaced of Hodgins, of Hudgens, not Hodgins, uh, posing on the beach barefoot in a casual white dress. A further fueling speculation, the actress celebrated her wedding. Her former HMS, HMS, HSM co-star Monique Coleman posted a video to her Instagram story showing footage of a tropical setting in Tulum. She's um, so good in Tick, Tick, Boom. She's she amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's really. And the, uh, the, the Grease, the live Grease uh, thing they did on Fox. Uh, the pair first sparked dating rumors in November 2020 when they were seen holding hands in Los Angeles. They shared the happy news of their engagement in February. I like so you. Apparently <laughs> they are. And they met, Casey. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They made their red carpet debut at the premiere of Tick, Tick, Boom, by the way. All right. Uh, let's see what time for a couple more things here. How about this? Jennifer Garner shared a funny story to Instagram on Sunday about how she came to dance with I'd the... I'd like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. She danced I with... apologize <laughs> to anyone who my fictional creations, Chris Lagan, the philosopher of evil, and, and the skull sealer. Uh, no, she was dancing with the Rockettes. Oh. And uh, in the video, uh, she shared that her friend, Reese Witherspoon, sent her a DM urging her to please go dance with the Rockettes. And since Garner was in New York City, she decided to do her best to actually make it happen. She loves dancing. She posts a lot of dancing videos. She does. And uh, for the whole friendship, she said, I pretty much do anything. Uh, she added a video of herself dancing with the troupe and at the end, the dancers wave and say Merry Christmas, Reese. Uh, and then Reese reposted the video with a caption writing, uh, this might be the greatest gift I've ever received from this <laughs> glorious, joy-seeking, dance-loving woman, Jen. You made my whole holiday season. I know that you guys love Jennifer Garner. Did you guys know she's... Uh, I'd uh, like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner and her pool boy, Ben Affleck, for incorporating them into my fantasy life. She's I apologize okay. who's been offended by my fictional creations, Chris Lagan. It just goes on too long. Yeah, does. Too long of a clip. Okay, so uh, she's in a one of those uh, body-switching movies, uh, but it's the whole family. So yeah. she switches with her daughter. Her husband switches with his son or their son. So I've never seen that conceit before. No, that's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I love her. And apparently the uh, there's a little a bit of a, a creepiness where the husband and wife kiss. Uh-huh. But they're oh no yeah they're no. they're brother and sister <laughs> and it's supposed to be like oh, a, I like the creepiness very cringy uh, thing have you ever seen the Rockettes Everybody not seen live this no not live they're unbelievable it looks pretty amazing you can't help it you've seen them right Kathy uh, yes I did yeah. I have seen them there's um a local girl she uh, from Bucks County who is a Rockette I tried to um, get her on the show but the Rockettes responded and they just basically were like no no what Dur- like during the season they're they're too um they're too busy and they have like a str- very strict is this the show that is the show that did six jars of farts? <laughs> no. No, I don't think it was because it was us. I think it was because it's in season for them. Okay. Okay. I love them, though. They're I great. Was, I always secretly wanted to be a Rockette. Yeah. You know? Well, we can still do it. Come on, man. Maybe it's a Christmas miracle, Preston. We could do that. I, I would always, me and the, uh, my former bandmates, we would do the, uh, yeah. the knee, line? Kick, knee kick line. We got to yeah. get you to do this. Love that. 
All right, uh, this is a fun story. Tom Hanks detailed his first ever interaction with Cher during a recent appearance on the Graham Norton show, and Cher was there for it. They panel on that show, and he revealed that he uh, served her while she was working as a bellhop at the Hilton Hotel in the 1970s. He said, I've worked for Cher. I was a bellman at the Oakland Hilton Hotel, and Cher was shocked and said, no way. And he said, you were with one of your rock and roll husbands, and we had your bag, and the word came down, hey, run this up to Cher's room. So I did. I knocked on the door, and I put it down. You came out and said, yeah, that's it. Thanks, kid. And that was it. <laughs> and it was Tom Hanks who dropped off the bag for her. That's for Cher. A, that's a great story. Yeah. I love it. So how about this? Kim Kardashian has continued to expand her acting career. According to Deadline, Thank you. the reality star is set to star in a legal drama by Ryan Murphy. Oh, man. Following her breakthrough performance in American Horror Story, Delicate. So, uh, I guess, well, Ryan Murphy's... Yeah. He's he's on board with the Kim Kardashian acting career, then. She will play a top divorce lawyer in Los Angeles and the owner of an all-female law firm. Uh, that's you want to kiss me? That series will appear on Hulu. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage is preparing to bid farewell to farewell. Hollywood. Yes, Hollywood. See you later. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Uh, the actor told Vanity Fair in a recent interview, "I may have three or four more movies left in me," what? and he said, "I do feel that I've." I did four movies last week. He said, "I've said what I've had to say with cinema, and I think I took uh, film performance as far as I could. I do want to get much more severe and." stringent in my selection process and I want to say bye on a high note. His new movie is supposed to be really good. It's kind of a quasi sci-fi thing. So he is eyeballing the end of his career. Over. Favorite Nick Cage movie? I I think Nick Nick Cage is great. Um... Yeah, what is that? Right? What's that? It's tough. Yeah, Face Off is a John Woo movie. It's I would fun. have to see. I'd have to see a list of. Yeah, them. do you know, I know what I like? Right? Really, um, I, lo- I love Snake Eyes, the one where he it, it takes place in one day with Gary Sinise yeah. in, in out Atlantic City. I love uh, The Rock. Um, the movie I, I liked him in. It was it was a rom com, but it was uh, it it was heartbreaking as well. Was City of Angels? City of oh, Angels. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was good. Oh in it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, remember I, that I thought he was done. solid in that. And then, oh. yeah. was this from that? Yeah. Oh no way. We were just talking about yeah. it. <laughs> what? Raising Arizona. Raising oh. Arizona yeah. is a masterpiece. What's yeah. the one that where he's an alcoholic and it's, it's leaving, leaving Las Vegas? Oh my god, he won the so Oscar depressing. for that. I mean, it's an amazing movie, but dear God, it's depressing. It's hard. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. The unbearable weight of massive talent is is, a, is one of the more recent ones. Is great. All right. Well, I have one more story to pass along. All right, and then do we're gonna it. To- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to the clips. <laughs> Hillary Farr is leaving the hit HGTV show Love It or List It after 19 seasons. Aww. Are you a big fan, Case? Love It or List It? No, but I watch it anyway, and I love her. I think she is a um, she's hot. She is an elegant, beautiful woman. She uh-huh. is. I agree. Um, yeah. An elegant, older, beautiful woman, and uh, she's uh, she's she doesn't take any crap, man. No. She's a hard ass. But I, those she's a brassy sh- lady. Those yeah. shows, and this one in particular, it pisses me off because they always run into like some five thousand dollar issue. Yeah, you know it's well, like. Oh, and I, no, I know, yeah. I know, I know it's part of it, um, but I'm over it. And, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, dude, just kick in the $5,000, you know what I mean? Here's like, the problem. Yeah. To complete it, we're going to need $5,000. Here you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here you go. Yeah. yeah. 
But they can't do that because they have a, they have a lot of shows to do in the season, and they can't just keep adding money onto it. You know, what I, I mean? disagree. But okay, yeah, I mean because they, they, they all those shows are in syndication; they run over and over and over and over and over again. They're making money off. They're making five thousand dollars. It was like Extreme Makeover, the home edition. Where, yeah, you know, we we don't know if we're going to get it done in time. Okay, don't finish it. <laughs> so she told People Magazine she is going to miss everything about working with her co-host David Vicenten. Uh, commenting on their real life dynamic, she said, "We are who we are on that." show. Think of your brother as the most obnoxious and annoying. Uh, That's David. Uh, And she related a story when they were on a plane together. She said, we were on a a flight once, and we were just talking and semi-arguing. I mean, the way we do. Also, making each other laugh. And we noticed something going on across the aisle, and it was somebody actually begging the stewardesses to find him a new seat because we were so obnoxious and annoying. Uh, We are oblivious to how it is, but that's just how we are. A thing happens when we're together, she says. So she's moving on from that. Yeah. You know what? She was actually... looked her up one time to see what her credits were. She is in the movie um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Really? Yeah. She has a the bit, original movie. The original movie. She has a bit part in the very, very beginning uh, when they're out in front of the church, when Brad and Janet get Right, married. yeah, yeah. And she's one of the Look bridesmaids, I believe. Yeah. There we go. Or she's dressed a picture as a of her. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So they tried to do like a Canadian version of Love It or List It, and I would watch that as well. And the male uh, part, like host in that one. Is a moose. No, he used to be in this show with Ryan Reynolds that I used to watch all the time when I was in high school called 15. It was a... Uh, it was a soap opera for, okay. for teenagers. I, mean, I, I, li- I like those shows in general. I mean, yeah. I, I, I I can hang on that channel for a while. You know what, man? No, I haven't. I I have not watched HDTV in forever. Huh. It used to be like, especially on a Saturday, man, I would just put that on and it would just stay on all day. Well, now it's, I'm in Hallmark mode. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it can be background noise if you need it to be. Yeah. If, you're, if you're, you know, doing some work or have something else going on, yeah. it can just kind of roll. I don't even know if there's any new, because the last new show I remember on that on, uh Lick it or suck it is the new one. <laughs> Lick it, oh. See, I haven't even seen that. I don't even know what it's about. You know, uh, just suck it. Just suck it. Yeah. yeah, I think this one is a sucker. Yeah, he's gonna lick it. Lick it or uh. suck it. Oh my god! I see a porn parody. Here we go. With, without question. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and HGTV has become uh, Attack of the Beautiful People, which is not a terrible thing, but it's all those hosts are attractive. I think you and I have. We both ended up somehow on the uh, the one in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. What was that one that was just all the... Uh, like the real yeah, estate? Yeah, they were just going to... Finding... Trying, trying to find a house right. in Hawaii. Three uh, houses. They oh. checked three houses for the people looking, and they... Which, in your budget... I forget what that show was, oh, but it was... Oh, um, House Hunters. House yeah. Hunters. House Hunters Hawaii. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, and then they do the ones in Costa Rica, and you're like, that house isn't so expensive. Right. I could live in Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah. exactly. All right, we're ready for the clips. Here we go, gang. The new Disney animated movie, Wish, is about a girl who makes a wish so powerful that it's answered by a cosmic force and ends up having to save her kingdom from an evil king. And in this clip, writer Jennifer Lee discusses the symbolism of this film. We used to, we kept saying as we would talk about the sadness of how you stop pursuing your wishes, you say, it's like, you have this wish and then you forget. They would just say, and then you forget. But we were saying this as we were having conversations. We're just saying, you know, that really should just be part of this. That is, it's symbolically about that idea that we life becomes so distracting that you do you do forget that wish or forget to consider it oh shut up woman <laughs> wow. uh, so wish is exclusively in theaters now next clip 
Leo is an animated film about a lizard who has been stuck in the same school for decades and has to rescue his class from their substitute teacher here. Adam Sandler speaks about the main message of this movie. The premise is going through what elementary school kids think about what they go through, the stress of it, and having the nerves of saying, oh man, they think I'm growing up, I have to move to middle school, I have to be ready, and um, just just wanted to hit, hit the things they think about, the ways to try to conquer fears, but not too heavy-handed. Yeah! Leo is streaming on Netflix now, if you would like to see that. It is a huge hit for them. The streaming numbers are, are through the roof. Oh, yeah? For, Sandler, yeah, for, for Leo? The, yeah, Sandler has a great relationship with Netflix, and they love the hell out of him. Excellent. I remember, do you remember uh, Burt Kreischer was interviewing him for the first time, and he yeah. goes, do you have Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> and he legitimately was uh, asking that question. Uh, so classic. He, was he bird. calling it Happy Madison too? What? Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah he's like a that. massive Sandler fan, and he was so nervous he was screwing up right yeah. and left. All right, that's the entertainment report. By the way, Steve Tech says, "Oh my God, Steve, your lick it or suck it comment made me spit a out a sip of tea and pee a little bit. Oh, nice. On my way to work. Now we'll have pee in my pants all day. Thanks, Steve. Oh, sorry about that. Lick it or suck it. All right, uh, let us take a break. Don't forget it is Tattoo Tuesday. If you would like to, you know, put a tattoo like lick it or suck it on yourself and, and quote the Preston and Steve show, you can do that because it's a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. Text word tattoo to three. 39333, and uh, you might win from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. We will be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Shine down. Don't worry, it's all just a symptom of being human. The Rolling Stones. Don't get angry with me. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, I'm going to address a couple of quick questions via text. Somebody texted in and said, what was the song that Preston played on his phone? Uh, that was Danny's song by Loggins and Messina because it's uh, John Messina's birthday today. And so we sang along to that. Should we sing it one more time, Preston? Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you. Honey. Help us, eh? will be the chain of love. And then the other question I'm going to isolate is, or uh, address is, somebody texted and said, is there going to be a Christmas miracle at Parks Casino? No. No. We have announced it over and over. New venue. We will be... In Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, at the legendary, uh, what's the name of it? Colonial. Colonial Theater. I don't know why I cut blob. I know you're probably thinking blob theater. The colonial yeah. theater with a blob, of course, famous the outdoor running out scene. So anyhow, save the date on that. It's coming up Wednesday, December 20th. We'll start uh, getting invites very, very soon. Scenic Phoenixville. When you walk out of this uh, this event, you're going to have a whole sort of uh, rustic Christmas sort of a uh, vibe. It'll be beautiful. We're we looking sh- forward to it. We should do our own version of the of the blob running out, but we'll call it the bloob. The bloob. Yeah. yeah. Or the boob. Or the boob. 
something like that. All right, listen, uh, I wanted to pass along this story. This is very, very interesting. So that's a couple days ago. Uh, a uh, man named Thomas Randell passed away. Um, and just before he died, his wife of nearly 40 years asked his golfing buddies and his co-workers from uh, the dealership where he sold cars to come by their home. They gathered to say goodbye to a guy they called one of the nicest people they'd ever known, a devoted family man. He gushed all about his daughter, a friend to so many that the line stretched outside the funeral home a week later. Well, for the past 50 years, Thomas Randell was actually a fugitive no. wanted in one of the largest Stop. bank robberies in Cleveland's history. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Living in Boston under a new name he created six months Get after out. the heist in the summer of 1969. Not even his wife or daughter knew until he told <gasps> them in what authorities described as a deathbed confession. Wow. Yeah, right? So That's awesome. <laughs> isn't it though? I mean, yeah, you would watch that movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He got away with it. Got, got away with away it. Away with it and had to tell somebody before. Before he checked out. All right, hang on. Before I uh, okay. root and cheer for this guy, um, did anybody get hurt? Oh, he murdered nine children. Oh, then no. <laughs> no. No, he, he worked as a, as a teller and essentially just walked out with the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, wow. and then took off. So um, he he had figured when he, when he worked there in 1969, uh, he figured out that security was fairly loose at the Society National Bank in Cleveland after he started there. Uh, he told his buddies that it would be easy to rob the place. It's according to Russell Metcalf, his best friend from high school. A day after his 20th birthday, that July, Conrad just walked out with $215,000 from the vault. And back in that time, uh, it would have been, you know, versus uh, inflation, it would have been worth $1.6 million today. So it's a lot of money at the time. By the time the money was met, was noticed, he was already headed across the country. But how, And how could they not ever find him? Well, it, it, you can do it if you're clever about it. Going off the grid, you know, people people pulled it off. Yeah, so in a letter sent to his girlfriend at the time, he had mistakenly thought that he could return when the statute of limitations expired. <laughs> yeah. But once he was indicted, that What's was... What's that, no, like a week? No longer true. He apparently cut off contact with his family. Some eventually presumed that he was dead. Oh, wow. Uh, John Elliott, a deputy U.S. marshal, traveled across the U.S. looking for him and even retiring, uh, would later check in on the case. And his son, Pete Elliott, who is now the top U.S. marshal in Cleveland, uh, inherited uh, the hunt for Conrad nearly 20 years ago. So his father died, the, the FBI agent, in March 2020 before investigators pieced together details from Rendell's obituary and signatures from his past. And then in November, his family confirmed that just before he died, he told them what he had what he did. Okay. Kathy, is that he died in an arrest-the-wife state. So now they're going to arrest his wife. No, 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 no. Uh, So according to Metcalf, his buddy said it wasn't about the money. He always wanted to impress people. Investigators believe that he was inspired by the 1968 movie The Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. And uh, Thomas Rendell came into existence, the name, in January 1970 when Comrade applied for a social security number in Boston. That's when he changed his identity. Uh, It's not clear what happened to the money. They don't know. They're looking into whether he lost it early through bad investments, uh, but he went on to you know m- have a life, and uh, he he was a he was like a golf pro. And, and- he, he sat on this wow. information yeah. as of yet. And I reading the article, no one no one knew. Yeah, in his early days, in the early days after his identity was real, revealed, his friends couldn't believe it. But now looking back, some things make sense. How he always had a beard, his reluctance to, to talk about where he grew up or his extended family. Yeah. You know, like oh he, he kept all that stuff a secret, yeah, for 50 years. But they didn't piece it together then. Uh, no. 
It's yep. crazy because yep. that, that will happen, obviously, you know, sometimes. And you. Uh, so here's what we wanted to do we wanted to see if anyone found out uh, something about a relative who had passed. Yeah. And, and uh, not until after they died did you find out that they were this whole other person. And it doesn't have to be nefarious, it can be, uh, you know, just interesting. 215 263 WMMR is the number. I, if anybody does have, if you actually heard a deathbed confession that i'd want to hear about too you'd think you'd be prompted if you had something like that if you were checking out right terminal cancer yeah you know you're on your way out i need to tell you something maybe i'm an elvis impersonation (laughs) (laughs) you could go ahead and and uh confess that information no i was gonna say like we've heard the stories of the you know the uh, children that people didn't know about and all that second family yeah yep um, but like, I mean, this is like, well, you know, because now with ancestry and all of that, that's like, I feel like that's popping up in everyone's family, but this yeah. is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's a confession or if he just wanted the story to live on because it's not as fun if it dies with you. My guess like, is at the moment wanna... you're, you're going to be dancing with the grim reaper. I, I think you want, even if you're, you want the slate clean. You want to, well, you know, he, so think about how long he lived with that. Yeah. You know, if, if, how long he had to have a beard, it's well, itchy. Uh. No, but if, if this guy was, uh, as, you know, a great guy as they say he was in the line, you know, wrapped around the corner at his funeral, you know, he probably, that, that probably weighed him down in his yeah. life and yeah. he wanted to just get it off his chest. Yeah. And if it's not guilt per se, Marissa, just to be able to tell somebody this secret you've been holding on to and have never been able to tell any person in your entire life. Come closer. I wipe downwards. <laughs> Casey confessed that to us years ago, well before he was uh, uh, checking out. But uh, no, it was, uh, I, I, you know, holding on to a, something that big, uh, I guess, could weigh on you after a while, whether it's guilt or not. Yeah, because you know? it, it, every day, even though it's more passive and in the background, you are in effect lying to everyone in your life, Right. Yeah, I mean, okay, you've you've started this new life, Preston. I, I think about uh, the history of violence in America. Yeah, you know his story where he is the, um, uh, you know, he's this this hit, this hitman and this murderer and this mobster. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know he has this this whole family life going on, working in this little diner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know history of violence. Yeah. History of violence. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, found out after my grandmother, the sweetest lady, passed, uh, was a Nazi sympathizer in World War II. Oh, my God. Wow. That would kind of change the perception, wouldn't it? Hey, Grandma, what's that crazy dance you're doing? It's called the goose step. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, let's try it. Let's take some calls. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Kara. Hi, Kara. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's happening, Kara? So, so growing up, we never heard any information about my grandfather's father. Okay. And he never spoke about his father. Like, we always just heard about him being raised by his mom and his sisters. Okay. So, you know, years go by, my grandfather passes away. And then my grandmother passes away. And then finally, my mom and my aunt decide to tell all of us grandkids that the reason why our grandfather or anybody never spoke about his father is because he spent his time in prison for murdering his wife's 
lover. So oh. great great granddad did uh, did time in the big house for murder. Right. And so, so anytime I got into a relationship with somebody, I said, "Look, I have a mean jealous streak that runs in my family." <laughs> <laughs> I'm bring up the story about my great grandfather. So so, so you know, to your so your parents to around, so to your there's going to be a okay. problem. All right, yeah. So to your parents, that was that was the family secret, and they had to wait until everybody yeah. who was directly connected to that died before they shared any of that information. Exactly. Yep. Wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah and, and you you never you never did you ever encounter you never encountered him right. No, no, no. Like I said, my grandfather never. It's yeah. almost like he never had a father. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is a big secret. No. Yeah. It was a huge hidden secret. Okay. All right. Thank you, Kara. Appreciate it. I could have told that in school. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Guess who's great grandfather's in jail for murder? Uh, let's go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Jeff? Uh, my father's cousin, uh, so, you know, older guy, um, had a whole second family that, uh, the kids never knew about and they didn't discover it until they were at the funeral and there's these kids their age, you know, I mean, they were in their fifties at this point, but you know, a couple of years older than them never knew about him. Jeff, let me ask you, how did your, did your cousin die unexpectedly or did he check out from a disease? He was, you know, in his late 70s. All right, question. The, the people that showed up that you guys didn't know, did they know about yeah. the other family? Yeah. What? They wow. They knew about the other family, and apparently the wife knew. So my father's cousin's wife wow. knew about it, but never told the kids. Dude, I would have wow. got the, I would have got the great-grandfather from the other call and had to <laughs> yeah. kill them. Go kill them. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. All right. Thanks, man. Jesus. Like, so I always wonder, like, okay, say, and then the reason I asked about how he died was in a car crash. So, but if you're dying of a disease or you know you're checking out, do you, you know, I think you might be inclined to say, by the way, I have another family. You know, so because the inevitability of them all meeting at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe you were not expecting your other family to show yeah. up at your funeral, you know? I didn't know you knew where I lived. I don't I don't know. That'd be a tough one. I, yeah. uh, have like a big party for all your families. And ha- not having a big giant secret like that, I can't even wrap my mind around whether I would be compelled to share that information or but not. Like, you know who, I mean? who wins the, like, all right, uh, like, he's got two families, right? Who gets to bury him? Who's the one, like, which family? Well, there was one family and then another one showed up. Well, so usually, whoever is, Casey yeah. was his primary family. Yeah. <laughs> usually the parents of the bride take care <laughs> of everything. And how do you decide the primary family? Is it the family that you had first? Listen, there's always random people crying at funerals in my family. Nobody knows. <laughs> like, we're like, Ooh, why is that lady so upset? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that Asian woman? God, yes, all of Kathy's family's jilted lovers show up. And you know what, Kathy? Born. When Kathy's family shows up at the funeral party, you should bring a dartboard so both the secret family and the new family can fight over funeral costs by playing darts. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Why is she so upset? Who is she? <laughs> Who is that woman? <laughs> I never loved another man the way I loved him. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, let's go to Gary next. <laughs> Hi, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's morning. up? What's up, bud? All right. Uh, that's that confession you wanted to hear, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I got one for you. All right. My grandfather. Uh, you familiar with uh, with Mount Joy Prison in Ireland? 
What What's the name of the prison? Mount Dewey Prison. No, not, not familiar. familiar. No. All right. There was a There was a prison break where the IRA has uh, hijacked the news helicopter. Yes. Okay. Landed it. Mm-hmm. He was in the helicopter, left Ireland, and lived on the run in Philadelphia, and. At his funeral, it was confirmed when people with Irish accents showed up to the funeral. Oh, my God. So he, <laughs> wow. he was in, so this made the news. This is a huge story. He was in on it and in that helicopter. He was one of the three that escaped, yes. So wow. did did other people know about this or did he confess this as he was about he, to pass? He told my mother like she kept it to herself. Okay. At the funeral, when you know, redheads and you know, the, it was just obvious. Dude, thing. that he is wild. Yeah, this, the you know the the accent. Okay. Yeah, familiarize familiarize yourself with the story. If you have never heard of the story, it's pretty wild. Okay, you were in that helicopter. <laughs> oh, um. Wow, Gary, how did the family react to that? Uh, well, it was, it was very interesting at the after party, or the, you know, what do they call it, whatever you call it, at the funeral, the Luncheon. luncheon. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet. Yeah, but, All right. Well, thanks, yeah, Gary. So how many of you are helicopter pilots? <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever inadvertently flown a helicopter. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's a, that's that's a good I one. remember that story, yeah. Well, All right. Uh, I have uh, Ryan on the line next. Yo, Ryan, good morning, bud. Good morning. What's happening, my man? Tell your story. Uh, so, my father, who was not very close with me, or my uh, older sister, when he died, uh, about three weeks later, we started getting some letters from different people, attorneys. Uh, found out we have ten half-brothers and sisters we didn't know about. Oh! Ten? Ten half-brothers and sisters. Yeah. Ten. Uh, <laughs> ten. And that we know wait, these are the ones we know about. Wow. Oh. So they reached out after he died? Yeah, they thought they were gonna get some money. Yeah, uh-huh. there you go. Uh-huh. There was, you go. Did he have any money to be I, given? No, I offered if they wanted to share his bills. <laughs> the money went to the third family. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we we have no idea how many uh siblings I have. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I and, love it! And that is, thank you, Ryan, by the way, and that is, obviously, we've talked about that before with the DNA testing and the, and the family genealogy on, on how yeah. that's popped up left and right. It happened. Our first experience with it was with Kathy. Kathy, yeah. The Franklin Institute. Oh, yeah. We did a DNA so test, weird. and they, they, they pulled yeah. Kathy aside, and they were like, um, so you can we be talk ca- to you about this? You have to be careful. That's what they keep saying. You have yeah. to be careful. Yeah. You have to be careful. But you know what? Nothing ever... I contacted the two women that um, they saw like a pretty close connection with, and we couldn't... The two of us could not figure out what it was. There was... A, she, one woman was in New York, and one was somewhere like South Carolina or something like that. She was a Jewish woman in South Carolina. Wow. Like, how are we connected? We couldn't figure it out. She was mm. in her 70s, and then the woman in New York, um, that made a little more sense, just yeah. because my whole that's where my whole family is from, um, but we still couldn't connect it. Kathy, did your family ever speak glowingly of John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you're just tuning in, we were talking about this uh, story of a guy who was uh, robbed a bank, a big bank robbery in Cleveland 50 years ago, and on his deathbed uh, confessed to his family that that was what he did. He got away with it. He had changed his identity. and Kept the secret, and everyone spoke glowingly of him in the neighborhood. Yeah, apparently Apparently, he was uh, outside of that one 
little incident. Yes, uh, he was he was a, a fairly upstanding citizen, and but uh, his entire life uh-huh. was a lie. Yeah. How many people do you think you've ever come in contact with in your life who are actually part of the witness protection program? I'm going to say most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about Marissa. You think you've ever interacted with one? Uh, the amount of people that we have met, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, what I do think about, and this is a whole different other story, is you know because of the audience that we have, how many people that I have met uh, at some point who have done something horrible in oh, their yeah. lifetime. I'm sure. You know what I mean? I mean, really bad. If you have something to tell us, call in. Yeah, yeah feel we'll, free. We can call what? you Gary. We'll take your deathbed <laughs> confessions now. Now. Yeah. now. Ahead of time. Yeah. If, you are, if you are terminal and you want to share something, <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We're not now. terminal. You just want to share it. Yeah, yeah. Just share. Or you're at give a terminal. It, give a different you're name. at a terminal right now. Uh, I do know a family. They were not in witness protection, but they were offered to go in the entire family. And they would have had to have just, you know, uprooted their entire life, everything. And the reason they didn't go, they didn't do it was because... Uh, the school district. No, they, they would have had they would have had to have uh, left the grandmother behind. For I don't know the reason in it, but, but they wouldn't have been able to have contact with her. Yeah. And so they said no, and they kind of had to live a pretty... You saw Goodfellas, right? Life. So in Goodfellas, uh, yeah. Henry Hill has presented the option. He and his wife were presented the option of going into uh, witness uh, relocation. But the wife says, no, I can't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to cut off ties with my mother, mm-hmm. so she did not. But and that that is true to the, what actually happened because you have to for it to work, you have to sever everything. Yeah, and oh, then and some. That's, yeah, that's what it was. And remember, in my blue heaven, my, uh, exactly. Uh, D- D- Vinny's uh, wife, she didn't stick around. That's right. right. Yeah. She took that's off. Right. Yeah. But Steve, they had this family. Like they knew where they were going to go. They knew. Oh, okay. Like, you know, they were in the works, and then the fact that they had to leave the grandmother—that's a ballsy move. Yeah, especially if they had they were involved with something that would warrant that. Uh, I'm going to go to Tom. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up, man? All right. So when I was nine, ten years old, my mom's uncle, so I guess that would make him my great uncle, my parents lied to us as kids. He was gay. He passed away from HIV AIDS. Um, And we were too young to understand that and comprehend that. So my parents told us that he died from a cold. A cold, cold. <laughs> like a really bad cold. When, when you when you when you heard the news, and it's sad that anyone would would, would have to keep that a secret at, at that time. It's right. obviously a horrible thing. I'm sure it was horrible for him. And obviously, uh, you know, the when AIDS was was you know raging. Uh, how did you feel when you when you you got that? Were able to process that? Uh, it was a little wild because I went half of my childhood very neurotic and afraid of people ca- uh, catching a cold. Dying from a cold. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna die. Uh, Tom, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Question: Do you th- do you think that they lied to you because maybe they felt you were too young to understand, or were they embarrassed about the fact that he was gay? Uh, they said it was because we were too young to understand. Okay. Um, now, obviously, when we got older, we learned about what happened, and our parents talked to us about you know being protected, and this is what can happen, and these are the steps. But yeah, for a good part of my childhood development, I was terrified of people that had a cold. That's like uh, Kathy's that's mom telling her that there's bugs in the candy and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, just a flat-out lie, and now you're terrified <laughs> of a cold. Listen, and it's it killed my uncle! Yeah, you can't do that. We had a gay, I, I had a gay uh, uh, aunt growing up, and she gave me the best birthday presents! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's but that's wild. That's yeah, wild, but, yeah. 
right, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Deathbed Confessionals. We'll go to Alex. Hey, Alex, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's happening, Alex? Uh, I have a story about my great-grandfather. Okay. He was from Austria. He came over here, and then on his deathbed, he, fi- he finally came out that he was an illegal immigrant. He was here, here illegally. Okay. So, uh, so that's not so bad. It's not so bad if yeah. if his name was Mengele. Yeah, that could be an issue. <laughs> very bad. Yeah, that could be a problem. But so, so everyone, no one knew that. W- where did he come from, um, Alex? Austria. 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 Okay. So when you said Austria, the natural, I'm going. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he uh, once he confessed it. I mean, did anybody really think it was a big deal? Get him out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it explained a lot. Okay. He never wanted to leave. My grandmother would offer to take him on the out of the country on stuff. Yeah. Cruise, and he would just be like, no, I'm good. No, I, I, I so I can understand oh, that. Yeah, uh, um, totally. His last name was Von Trapp. Oh. So, and he didn't yeah. know. They were I, still looking for him. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Uh, let me get another one here. This is Jared. Uh, wants to talk about the witness uh, relocation program. Hi, uh, Jared. Good morning. Back off, four child. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. four child. Seriously, I think, I think we can. I think we can do that for you. Back off, four child. Seriously, what's up, Jared? So when I was twenty, uh, I was on my way home from work, and this Asian woman ran a stop sign, and I hit her. And the cops came and everything. About 10, 15 minutes later, a black SUV pulled up, went past the cops. The lady got in the SUV and they left. Wow. What? And like, I asked the cops and they're like, oh, we don't, you know, so a family member picked her up. Like they were just giving me a runaround. And then a couple of days later, I got a phone call from the insurance company said that they took uh, complete control over everything. I got a check in the mail and for... About twenty twenty two, twenty two thousand dollars, and that was three times the amount of my car was worth. Whoa, dude! You hit pay dirt. So if you're going to get into an accident, get into an accident with someone on the FBI witness relocation. Yeah. How did you find out they were involved in the the witness relo or witness protection? So uh, when. So my dad took control of most of it because, you know, I wasn't really that smart. I was only 19. Uh, and he was talking to the insurance company and everything, and they ended up telling them that it was a government witness, and that's all they could tell us. Uh, that is crazy. Okay. So the vehicle shows up. Obviously, they have, um, you know, control over the situation because they got to protect this person. But, man, you, yeah, you were witness to something that few people see. Yeah, like, she, she wouldn't talk to me because, like, I went over to see if she was okay. And she wouldn't roll her window down. She just stayed in her car and just looked straight the whole time. Oh, wow. Man. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, at least you got a few grand out of that. Yeah. Did you ever see that money or did your dad take it all? <laughs> oh, no. Trust me. I saw. Oh, yeah. oh good, good, right, good. Very good. All right. Thanks, yeah, man. Look at how much above Blue Book do you get for, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? for hitting a, a, an FBI witness? Wow. Um, hang on a second here. Let me go to uh, let me go to Aaron here. This will probably be our last call. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> guys how we doing good what's up man <laughs> good 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 so hey, I, hey. I got a, a strange story for you okay do tell um my grandfather passed away some years ago at age probably in his late 80s okay. my grandmother we were getting ready to move her into a nursing home 
and she was still alive, about 95, and we're going through her closet. She's got telling us what to send to Goodwill, what to throw away, what to keep. So we find this shoebox that's filled with love letters from an Italian captain named Giuseppe. Okay. And we ask my grandmother, who's Giuseppe, and she tells us that when she was a young nurse at Fort Dix in New Jersey in World War II, apparently all the Italian prisoners of war were kept there. Oh. When Italy surrendered, finally, the prisoners of war were allowed to just leave the prison during the day, and they had to come back at night. Well, my grandmother was holding on to this affair all during World War II while my grandfather was actually off fighting the Nazis. So your grandfather's <laughs> off fighting the yeah. Italians and the, yep. uh, the Axis powers oh, while man. she's here domestically Giving him handies. <laughs> Give, giving him, giving him a, Italian handies. <laughs> and going on dates with him and going to the ice cream parlor. Aaron, Aaron, that is wild. Wow. And, and so- when grandma tells this story, you know, she's, her eyes light up and, you know, it was no biggie to you. It was the war. It was, it was wow. so long ago. No kidding. So, but not really a deathbed confessional, but, you know, towards the end of her she's life. Posting. She felt okay to, to not only, once you guys asked her about it, she, she expanded and told you all about it. Oh, yeah. And, hey. and she, she carried on with love letters even when he returned back to Italy well into the 80s. Aaron, did your grandfather ever find out? No, he, he was, he was long long gone and uh, she just held on to this box and it just moved wow on, you know, wow that's interesting that's not holding up the home front no, no. alright thanks yeah. thanks Aaron appreciate thanks, it man take a- care have a good a- one that's a- a- crazy yeah A-A-Ron alright wow okay well thank you uh, for sharing it's yeah. quite interesting quite interesting some of uh, some of the, the secrets that people may hang on to <laughs> this guy held on to the fact that he was a massive big time uh, robbery suspect or not a suspect he was a fugitive guilty he's a He's a legitimate bank robber yeah. and held that s- secret for five decades. Got away with it. Wow. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to the bizarre file in just a couple of minutes. We're also going to help you out this morning uh, if you have people on your holiday list that uh, like the booze. Yes. We're going to tell you a little bit about what you might be doing and more. We'll be back in a sec. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. 
Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Alright, brought to you this morning by the Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. They've got holiday gifts all wrapped. Give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card and get a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. Red Robin yum. yum. Alright, so a tourist, this is a horrible story. Tourist has died in Mexico after her leg was bitten off in a shark attack Whoa. as she swam near a popular beach with her five-year-old child. A Graphic video appears to show the victim lying on the sand after being helped out of the water at uh, Melikew on the country's Pacific coast. Onlookers can be heard shouting she's lost her leg as they waited for emergency responders to arrive. Despite the quick response by rescuers, she died of blood loss from the massive bite wound. Uh, her daughter escaped injury despite being beside her in the water. Local reports said she helped the child to safety by placing her on a floating play platform after becoming aware that she was in danger. Uh, the attack is said to have occurred just 65 feet from the shoreline as a swimming race was taking place. That race was subsequently suspended. Uh, local authorities issued a warning to to- locals and visitors yesterday to stay out of the water following the tragedy. It's brutal. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, here's a follow-up story for you. An extreme sports athlete from Santa Barbara County was sentenced to six months in federal prison on Monday for intentionally crashing a small plane for a YouTube stunt and then destroying the wreckage. You guys all remember this video, right? Uh, yeah. 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 In November 2021, authorities say Trevor Jacob took off from uh, Lompoc City Airport in a single engine, Taylor Craft BL-65 on a solo flight, purportedly destined for Mammoth Lakes. About 30 minutes later, while flying above the Los Padres National Forest, uh, YouTube video uh, titled, I Crash My Airplane, shows Jacob saying that the plane's lone engine had failed. He jumped from the plane and recorded himself parachuting to the ground. Cameras mounted inside and the outside of the aircraft showed it descending over the hills and eventually crashing into dry brush. Prosecutors say that Jacob waited two days to report the crash to the National Transportation Safety Board, which told him to preserve the wreckage. He stalled the investigation by telling the NTSB officials that he didn't know where the plane went down. More than two weeks after the crash, he and a friend flew a helicopter to the crash site and airlifted the wreckage uh, to Santa Barbara County, where it was loaded under a trailer attached to his pickup truck. He then cut up and destroyed the airplane wreckage mm-hmm. and over several days deposited the detached parts of the wrecked airplane into trash bins at the airport and elsewhere. Uh, he pleaded guilty in June to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation, and the FAA revoked his pilot's license in April of last year. So he's going to jail for well, six months for doing that. Also, part of that video was that the video, they had a video pointed to the windshield of the plane to show a crash. And yeah. so he, uh, he he made that part of the thing as well. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. 
A house exploded in Arlington, Virginia yesterday as police were attempting to execute a search warrant. There's video of this, by the way. It's unbelievable. It's insane. Police were sent to the home around 4.45 p.m. after receiving a report about someone firing a flare gun 30 to 40 times from inside the house into the neighborhood. Police tried to contact the suspect by phone and with loudspeakers, but he didn't respond and stayed barricaded inside of the home. After getting a search warrant, police officers approached the home shortly after 8.25, so this has been a while this has been going on. He then discharged several rounds from inside the home, after which the blast occurred. And I mean the house exploded. Uh, it was not immediately clear if the rounds fired were from a flare gun or a different weapon, but the police uh, had later said that the rounds were fired from what is believed to be a firearm. Uh, the suspect, who was not immediately identified, was inside the house at the time of the explosion. Police are not aware of anyone else inside the house, which is a duplex, so they can't rule out the possibility of others in there. Uh, his condition was not immediately known, and fire officials said they were waiting for a utility company to arrive before they could enter the remains of the structure, but I don't see how anybody gets how? out of that alive. Uh, the officers suffered minor injuries. Uh, three officers did, but none required hospitalization. That's miraculous. Police and fire officials could not immediately say what caused the explosion. The aftermath of the blast could be seen for several blocks. He probably just turned on the gas yeah. and was going to kill himself and take a few people out with him if he could. All right. In another explosive story, a no, you know what? I'm going to skip that one. I think we have time for at least one more and it'll tie into our next guest. So in in Washington uh, state, a winery is still cleaning up a disaster after someone broke into its facility and drained thousands of gallons of its product. Not long after employees of Sparkman Cellars left for the Thanksgiving holiday, a masked person can be seen on surveillance video walking to a side door. Sheriff's office said the suspect gained access to the winery and barrel room using an employee keypad. Oh Cameras show the suspect making their way to the back of the facility where the wine is produced. Sparkman is one of the area's largest wineries and had just barreled all of its wine to age after a successful harvest. Moments after the suspect can be seen entering the barrel room, a gush of white wine can be seen spilling out onto, uh, of the steel tank where the wine was waiting to be bottled. Even as alarms sounded throughout the building, two 2,500-gallon tanks of white wine unloaded onto the floor of the winery. Minutes later, the surveillance video shows the suspect exiting the building towards a wooded area with an umbrella. As they fled the scene, hundreds of thousands of gallons of wine can be seen emptying onto the floor of the facility. So complete act of sabotage. <laughs> Just ruined them. Yeah. Uh, the vandalism was discovered two days later when employees returned from the Thanksgiving break. Family-owned winery is scrambling to find solutions to fill orders oh. as wineries typically get only one shot at each wine per year. This yeah, is, there's a <clears throat> tremendous amount of work that goes into yeah. that. A Sparkman is searching for a wine that it can use to replace what it lost Also, while also working to clean up the disastrous mess on the production floor. Anyone with information on the incident Jeez. is asked to call the police department. I, I know. Get, you can go with powdered wine, I guess. <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. And I thought that would dovetail nicely into the next guest that we have. And if you are looking for someone who might appreciate a bottle of wine or certain spirits this holiday season, then we are going to look to our next guest for some information. She is from Fine Wine and Good Spirits, a wine specialist, Liz Tarditi. is here with us this morning. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Preston. No problem. Did I say that right? You're a wine specialist? Yes, I'm okay. a wine specialist. Uh, but you, I'm sure you can dabble in other 
your booze as well. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I for do. sure. You take a dive into other booze when it's this, because you have a whole array right in front of you right here on the counter. So We do, we do. I brought a lot of goodies with me today. So booze is a, is a good go-to gift, uh, especially if you're going to a party, uh, something along those lines. You, you don't want to come empty-handed, or maybe you have somebody on your list who really appreciates some fine wine and spirits. But a lot of people go into the... Uh, food and wine store and uh, or fine wine and, and good spirit store, I should say, and don't know where to start, don't know what to get. It's just bottles on a shelf and I don't know where to go. Other than I might know, well, this person likes bourbon or this person likes wine. What's uh, How do you like to guide people who are kind of clueless in this? Well, myself, um, all of the uh, premium stores have wine specialists to directly help you with your purchases. But all of the staff at Fine Wine and Good Spirits is knowledgeable. We have in uh, we have in house training that's very very good. So um, any of the staff are very knowledgeable about the. So products. have someone if you don't yes. don't feel like you have to hash Definitely. it out yourself. We love helping people. Okay. Yeah, my store that I go to, I I mean they pretty much know me at this point, but uh, <laughs> I talk to them all the time. I ask them for suggestions. Suggestions, or I'll ask them about something I'm looking for, and they are really helpful. But what I was going to uh, comment on is you're talking about holiday gifts and stuff like that. There's a lot of holiday packaging on some of the the yes. uh, wines and the spirits and stuff like that. So that's perfect. You just pick up the the holiday package and you've got a gift. Exactly. Um, and the box sets are great, and there's something for everyone. So, um, can you give us a couple of examples of that? Great. Okay. So uh, the first one for your Eagles fan, I'm going to start with that. Why not? Um, Jameson and Absolute have a oh, cool. Go Birds Fly Eagles Fly package with a nice pint glass that has um, the Eagles logo on it. So everybody in Philadelphia, you know, your Absolute and your Jameson, definitely a good thing to add to your bar. And you get the little glass, your pint glass to keepsake with it. Cool. So, so these are usually holiday exclusive these these things yeah these yeah. come out at the holidays okay and um it's the same price as the regular bottle on the shelf but you get like a little present with it oh, that's perfect yeah, yeah that's why i love those gift packs it's like a little a little extra yeah wait i've got to tell you a quick story marissa hand me that um candy cane okay so do you guys remember i went to that cookie exchange and i ruined all my cookies and i couldn't take cookies so i didn't want to show up empty-handed this you is had a to large bring, plastic candy cane you had to bring something for everyone that was going to be there so i went to the liquor store and i got this large candy cane uh, that's filled with um, fireball uh, fireball shots. And perfect. So, so everyone else exchanged cookies, and then I gave everyone a fireball. Oh, oh that, is, that, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, there's fireball in wow. there. Wow. Yeah, little, little, little individual uh, bottles. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, even drink it. I get that for someone. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, it was a hit. Kathy's cookies it. were the best. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you. Every time I go to the liquor store and want to get a gift, I find champagne is a great gift if you're going to somebody's house or something. But I know two champagnes. I love, like, Vouv is my favorite go-to. You like, got to have it's this, what she has there. Mom, okay. I like it better. Well, oh. so uh, I was going to say Lamarca is my, I'm going to brunch and meeting some friends. What's a good in between? Like a good something twenty to thirty dollars. <laughs> no, but if you know, Vuv is is a, a pricey item. So you know that. You, but if you go into somebody's house or you know you want a housewarming gift, you know what is that in between champagne? I I can hook you up. Okay. So um, instead of champagne, mm-hmm. 
Think about French, but think about Cremants. Those are all of the sparkling wines that are made right outside of Champagne, from the Loire Valley, from Burgundy, from other areas. So a lot of winemakers in France all make sparkling wines, but if it doesn't come from the Champagne region, mm-hmm. it's not Champagne. Yeah. So the minute... And that, is that, that's the only delineation is that it has to come... The grapes, to be classified as a Champagne, it has to come from that region. The grapes but, must be grown okay. in Champagne. So it's like it's like if something was grown in Pennsylvania, you, would, you wouldn't say it came from New Jersey. Right. It's right. exactly like that. So, But those sparkling wines that you're talking about, they're just as good as some of the champagnes. I, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. And the people outside of Champagne can use other grapes. So you can get something made with a Chenin Blanc, and it can be very, very dry and crisp. And especially from the Loire Valley, it'll have like notes of pear. <laughs> and so there's a lot you can do in that like $17, $25 range that you can get superb quality wines without the champagne price. So for the neophyte who is going out, and, and, and to Preston's point, you go in there, you don't know, obviously you can ask for direction, but what what is a good general um, uh, spirit to get for someone if you're going over the house, uh, well, we're going over this uh, last minute party. What What is kind of a general, everyone's going to be happy with this kind of selection? Is there that kind of selection? I think there is. Yeah. Um, I would say usually uh, you want to go with just spirits. Yeah, or whatever. Okay. Um, I would say vodka is always very, very popular. Um, tequila is. Kathy! <laughs> <laughs> um, tequila is probably the margarita is the number one most popular drink in bars. So you can definitely go with the tequila. And if you wanted to go high end, I have a couple that I brought with me. All right, let's see. Um, so the first one I'm going to introduce is the uh, Maestro Doble Diamante Cristalino. Mm. So what that is, is you've heard of Blanco and Reposado and Anejo tequila. Tequila. What that is, is all of them are in this. It's blended different ages of aging oh. in the barrels, and then they filter it to be a crystallino. So it's perfectly, uh, perfectly clear, and, and it is silky. <laughs> it is like, like, this is a sipping a sip. tequila. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't put this in the freezer, you put this in your refrigerator, and then you use like a brandy snifter glass to let the aroma... You're not making margaritas with that one. Oh. <laughs> you, you could though, yes. You could, yeah. you could. Yeah, but you don't want to ruin the to. exquisite Oh, taste. I see, okay. Mm, it's yeah. delightful. Well, wait, why don't you crack it open like Kathy start to... <laughs> wait, I want to ask you a question about tequila because I had never heard this and somebody told me this and uh, we kind of looked at her and we were wondering if she was correct or not, but she said when you purchase a bottle of tequila to determine whether or not it's a good bottle is to shake it up, and if the foam remains there for like a certain amount of time, that no, okay, <laughs> I, I've never heard of that before. We've never heard of that before. Um, you do look for an oily mouthfeel, so maybe she's kind of looking to see if those oils will like create. But she bubbles. was saying well, when you're in the store, shake the bottle. I'm like, I've never heard no. of that. I, I've never yeah. heard okay. of that. Either. All right, good. Yeah. Try, trust my... your reviews. Yeah. Trust your, you know, <laughs> trust your palate too. Trust your own taste buds. Your taste buds are not wrong; they're yours. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's definitely one where that is a sipping tequila. Um, it's also 
That is on sale right now, and I mean like sale, like $10 off a bottle. Wow, okay. So, yeah, that is one of my favorite. So how much little, is that bottle? Um, that's now 49 Hold on. Oh. Let me look it up. That is forty-seven nineteen now. Okay. So, so it's a standard that this tequila is very applicable. You're, you're, you want to go to somebody's house, you want to bring something that has a little bit of pizzazz to it, you grab this, yeah. and, and your shoe should, the odds are strong that you should be good. Yeah, All right. absolutely. People will love that. Yeah. Es- especially your... Like tequila lovers, okay. when they taste something they haven't tasted before, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve. There's also um just a compliment. Uh, PA fine wine and the good spirits is um, they have a PA local section, which I love. So you, I'll sometimes walk over there and just see the different brands that are all local Pennsylvania made, and they're all sectioned off and you know learning about different locally produced sure, things. Stuff, yeah, yeah. That's very hey, cool. Liz, I had a question. Let's say you you are going to be purchasing for someone who knows their stuff. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You want a very specific bottle. You guys may not carry it in house. It may be a little bit exotic. Uh, can you guys order things if if need be? Yes, okay. we have. Um, we have our website, and obviously, on the internet is going to be able to hold way more items yeah. than a brick and mortar store, any mm-hmm. brick and mortar store. So, um, definitely go to our website. It's um, fwgs.com, and you can find products there. You can also register to be in the lottery for those high end bourbons. Right. right. We've heard about loves. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can also find wine futures there. So, if you want those really, you know, amazing bottles from Burgundy and Bordeaux, you can buy Wine Futures on Fine Wine. Nice. Um, yeah. All right, and we got to wrap here shortly, but you wanted to tell me about this bottle of bourbon that you brought in this Jefferson's. Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, yeah. It's right here. Oh, it's you, over here. Yeah, where did oh, it go? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So this is the um, Jefferson's Marion McLean uh, bourbon. It is, the backstory is Marion McLean was the eighth generation grandmother of the founders of Jefferson's. And this is a blend of five different bourbons, each um, aged at different levels. And it comes with a little book in like a little leather container there that um, tells you all about the five different bourbons and their flavor profiles. And then it just makes an exquisite um, ultra blended bourbon. That's cool. And well, thank you for bringing me that bottle. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a prop. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'll be definitely headed uh, fine wine and good spirits. I love going in and shopping around. It's, uh, you guys have such great selections. So uh, I will be in there this holiday season for not only me, but other people on my list as well. And security and, protected gift cards, right? Uh, oh, can we say that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I was listening to you on my drive in. And so, yes, our gift cards have a security feature on the back that they scratch off when you redeem them. So nobody can copy these. Okay. Perfect. Great. There you go. Um, and please drink responsibly. Yes, <laughs> of course. Uh, that's why Uber was invented. Uh, so, yeah, get the gift cards. The website again, please, Liz. FWGS.com. FWGS.com. Uh, thank you so much. Have a great holiday season. We appreciate it, Liz. Thank you. Yeah. Liz Tarditi from Fine Wine and Good Spirits. We are going to take a break. We are going to come back in just a moment. we got other guests joining us. Who will they be? Stick around. I'll tell you in a minute. What's new? Why do you ask? God smack. Green Day. Metallica.
music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. I'm going to do a little plug a here. A little butt plug, if yeah. you will. Yeah, and this email is from our own uh, former intern, Ben. And uh, Ben writes, um, Hey, Presbo, Ken Luke's. <laughs> as you can imagine. As you can imagine, I have a little bit of information. Dearest Presbo, as you can imagine, my life is very busy these days. But I have some events coming up that I'd like you to promote for you if you wouldn't <laughs> Mind. By the way, he is a media specialist at All Phil Inc. That's where he works. And he, he said that uh, the workers in our fabrication assembly and QC shop are big fans of the show. And we're excited to find out that intern Ben is working with them yeah. now. Uh, he's, but he's great. But he said this. He said uh, he wanted to plug an event that I'm helping out with that I think Steve will be interested in. This year I joined the Chelton Hills Model Railroad Club in mm. Elkins Park. Yes, I am interested in that there thing. We'll be having an open house <laughs> December 9th. <laughs> December 9th and the 10th from noon to 4 at our clubhouse at uh, 8010 Old York Road in Elkins Park. Our club is the former uh, Augens train station. Uh, we are a short walk from the Elkins Park uh, SEPTA station. Is that Ogons? Ogons. Ogons, gotcha. Never been to Ogons. Uh, admission is free, but donations are always appreciated. And uh, this weekend we'll be running Amtrak trains, SEPTA trains, our Holiday Express, and some Thomas trains, too. And we'll also be having open house on January 13th and 14th and February 3rd and 4th. So we wanted to pass that along. Very nice. It's a free event, but you can you can make a donation if you like. Okay. Very cool. Uh, intern Ben, as you can imagine, we'll be there for that whole thing. <laughs> As you can imagine. Thank you. <laughs> Good move on. So we have that. All right. Um, I have I have some stories that don't fit together. So I think it's time to go into the stream of consciousness. Oh, stream yeah. of consciousness. So there is a technological revolution that's happening. I can feel it. This is uh, according to the Los Angeles Times. And, you know, there's AI and other things like that. But now bowling alleys across America are ditching traditional pin setters, the machines that sweep away and reset the pins. Really? And they are starting to be replaced in favor of contraptions that employ strings. Strings? That's like candlestick bowling almost. It is. The the smaller bowling lanes, you know how that works, where they're they're held up by like essentially nylon cords while some of the regular traditional bowling alleys are considering this. So if you don't don't know what this is, think of the pins as marionettes with nylon cords attached to their heads. Those uh, that fall are lifted out of the way and uh, then lowered back into place after each frame. European bowling alleys have used string pin setters for decades because they require less energy and maintenance. Yeah. And uh, this so is... So when you hit one pin, it swings away and then knocks the other ones over, right? No. Does <laughs> like, not do Like that. Skittle Bowl. Uh, no. All you need is someone at the front counter to run back when the strings tangle, according to this. So uh, string pin setters mean big savings. Maybe salvation for an industry losing customers to videos and uh, video games and other forms of entertainment. And that's why the U.S. Bowling Congress recently certified them for tournaments and league play. Well, there you go. But there is delicate science at play here. Uh, Radius of gyration, coefficient of restitution, and other obscure forces cause tethered pins to fly around differently than their free-fall counterparts. I agree. They don't even make the same noise. Had not thought about that because... 
it's atta- when it's attached from the top, it loses different aspects of spinning and all that. Faced with growing pushback, the Bowling Congress published new research this month claiming the disparity isn't nearly as great as people think. Yeah, but there's still disparity. So I just know for me personally, if I if uh, anything. Anything impedes, you know, the the trajectory of the ball and the pins falling down, that would kind of piss me off a little bit. Um, but I, I do understand, like, we, I mean, if you're going to have a bowling alley, like, you need to have somebody on maintenance, like, for the entire time. Because the machines always jam up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, and I wonder what the ratio, you said, Preston, the ratio of the amount of times that these things get tangled up is less than the machines jamming up. That's what they found. Uh, I don't know if I said that or not. They just Could said you say no- that for me? They just said it was nominal. Oh, okay. uh, it's not as bad as you might think it is. Uh, using a giant mechanical arm powered by hydraulics and air pressure, uh, they rolled thousands of test balls from every angle with various speeds and spins on string-equipped lanes, according to the article. Ah. They found a configuration that resulted in 7.1% fewer strikes and about 10 pens fewer per game as compared to bowling with traditional pin setters. That's a lot, though, I think. Officials subsequently enlisted 500 human bowlers for more testing and this time reported finding no statistically significant difference. But hundreds of test participants commented that bowling on strings felt off. The pins seemed less active, they said. Yeah. There were occasional spares where uh, by one pin toppled another without making contact simply by crossing strings. Yeah. Uh, Nothing could be done about the muted sound. They said it's like hearing a a drum roll, uh, the ball charging down the lane with no crashing symbol at the end. Uh, still, <laughs> what was that? That was the pins getting that was in. The yeah. pins. Uh, still, one Northern California bowling alley spent a million <laughs> spent a million dollars to install the technology and believes that it will save them money, uh, partly by cutting their electric bill in half. Uh huh. I don't know. I, I, to me, just as a novice, and I, I really do enjoy bowling, and for a while I was trying to get into it a bit before I effed up my wrist, and uh, it seems like there is a certain aspect to the freestanding pins that this is going to inherently minimize. They said we had a full-time mechanic and we're spending up to $3,000 a month on parts, so it saves them that. You guys know I hate a lot of things. Uh, bowling is on that list. Oh, really? Yes. Aww. Surprised. You seem it, like you'd be hanging out with the bowling gang. Well, you know what? And I think it's not the uh, sport of bowling. It's not the, the activity. It's, it's sticking your fingers activity. in dirty balls. No, it's and... not the activity. I, I don't mind that. It's the bowling alley. Oh. For whatever reason, it's like it's like a casino. It's dark. It's dingy. <laughs> like I just think of where the, the hell are you going? Do have you ever? Uh, most of them are yeah, like that. Like even the newer about. ones are like no thanks. <laughs> no, I know. I know what you're talking about. The carpet's dirty. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know, yeah, I know what you're talking. Kathy about. and the Big Lebowski there. Yeah, yeah, but and like and honestly, the seats around the lanes are all basically from yeah. the 1970s. I feel like I'm in the Jetsons or something. Yeah, they're not comfortable <laughs> yeah. at all. They're slick. You can slide out of them. I don't care though. I love it. There's just something for me that's charming about it. And uh, I mean, it was just you know part of my childhood. You don't like the guy with the glass eye yeah. behind the shoe counter? And I don't mind that guy at all. <laughs> but I uh, I was just at a bowling alley last week. I actually had to have a basketball coaches meeting and a conference room at the bowling alley on a random Tuesday night and it was packed this place. I mean, it was league night but oh, yeah. still, like, I wonder how profitable, and I, that was at McDade Bowl. Um, 
and I hadn't been to McDable in a little while, but like I wonder how profitable, even on like league nights, a bowling alley can be. Right, on regular. Uh, there used to be the one up in that we went to. We had a party at it. It was yeah. uh, 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 that's the, small. Lucky Strike. Yeah, yeah. it's no, 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 oh, no, the no. one here in Roxborough. It, it, right, yeah. it's gone. It's now a, a condo a, wow. a building. But um, yeah, it was unless it was any sort of league activity, it was. Oh, I remember the, the bowling alley we used to go to had like eighty lanes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was huge. Just you go to a league absolutely night, absolutely huge. They're all. Every single lane is taken up. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just on a random Tuesday night. God, we used to go to Rock and Bowl every Friday night. I loved I that. I love it. It was man. so much fun. And it was it was till two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And the booze was cheap. <laughs> and they would play music and they, they had specials where, you know, they uh, if a if a uh, glow in the dark pin came up as the head pin, yes, you tell them, and if you got a strike, you get a free game. And I just used to we used to go, and this was when we were like you know twenty one, twenty two years yeah. old, just get plowed, <laughs> just get shellacked, <laughs> ripped, schnockered, just ate up, blown out. Totally, it was so much fun. Ours was Winwood Lanes, yeah, in Winwood, and Winwood uh, Lanes. I mean, we would all just like go out to the car. For twenty minutes and then come back in like groups. Uh-huh. Well, could they, there Orgies? was like yes, exactly, Steve. <laughs> no, because there was like two hundred teams there and they were doing their best to monitor everything, but like everyone just got dropped off or drove over there. But Casey, you mentioned that that candlestick bowling is that what that's called? Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of fun too. I've never played it. I've oh always... man, you can put Arnold has it. You can put or... so much action on those balls; it's ridiculous. Really? Yeah, because it just it's like a ski ball. Yeah, it fits yeah. in your hand. You can just you can just yeah. spin the living crap out of it. It's it's a blast. I was watching. If I were able to have a, 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 a sizable piece of um, uh, entertainment in my house, uh-huh. I would get one of those in a heartbeat. It would be really? so much fun. I watched a show with the guy who has one in his house. He extended it just a bit more. He felt it was a little bit too short. Yeah. They were a blast. Yeah. Super fun. Yep. Uh, the article also remembers that uh, once upon a time, bowling alleys reset their pins using pin boys, remember, actual humans. Uh, and is this what you're talking about, Casey? That's similar. That's candle pin bowling. That's yeah. a little different. So uh, the the one I'm talking about, it's... It, they have it at Arnold's. They're regular shaped pins. They're not thin and skinny like that. Right. We were just watching and a video. And they're held by strings. Yeah, and they're held by... Yeah. Lane and... So much fun. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, they used to actually use people uh, that that would reset the pins before they had the Before machines. the pins, people would stand there and you'd bowl them down. Which no, was you wouldn't bowl them down. so aggressive. No, they would sit on a... Small uh, children would stand in a row. They would sit on like a bench and uh, it would... The, the ball would come in and scoot underneath their... These young lads are human bowling pins. Brain damage? You betcha. All right, anyhow, uh, they were replaced by machines after World War II back in the day. So, uh, Case, I thought you would yeah. find that interesting. All right, stream. Let's. Oh, uh, or. Stream of Here's Harvey Corman. Mithner. Uh Amazon has banned the sale of a product called Flipper Zero. It's gadget. It's a handheld device di- designed to hack into digital frequencies such as radio waves and TV signals. This thing is kind of a nightmare. I was reading about what it can do. Came out in 2020 and it took off this year as it uh, fueled a TikTok prank wave. The online retail giant decided to ban the product ever it became clear its hacking abilities are also to be uh, used to clone credit card information, Whoa. breaking the company's rules on credit card skimming. 
Uh, social media has become flooded with pranksters switching off restaurants' screens, opening card-locked doors, and meddling with vehicles as well. Yeah, Casey can go up to it like a like a, a, a protected pad door on a security door. Yeah, and you can get right in. What? Yeah, it'll it'll get, it'll catch the signal. It will replicate it, and then you can. Turn it on and off. Uh, the Flipper Zero was retailing $169. It's not solely designed for tricking unsuspecting victims, in, and its uh, use will remind some of uh, the retro uh, Tamagotchi games. Uh, so users play with a digital pet dolphin that they would feed by hacking into frequencies, which is done through an electronic multi-tool that can hack into a feed at the click of a button. Students have been seen using it to disrupt classes by turning off smart boards and annoying their friends by shutting down screens when they're live uh, on video games. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of effed up. Yeah. Especially getting around uh, car security systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so what it can do is it can um, it can replicate your fob. It, so, um, you know, we uh, this has always been the long legendary way of amplifying a key fob signal. Right. That's why I keep my my keys, my car keys in a Faraday box inside the house. Right. Uh, right. You know, to protect the signal. Uh, but something like this would... Um, would exploit that. Uh, so it says here that it, and it would mainly work on older cars, Steve, not on the more current ones. Really? Yeah, it says uh, this potential is limited. Uh, most modern cards have a rolling encryption scheme that replaces the wave used to unlock a car with each click that is not overridden by the Flipper oh, Zero. Well, good, glad For to hear old, that. older cars, they may be more vulnerable. Uh, the tool has a similarly contemptible option for financial frauds as it is able to scan and remember credit card information, including uh, through your phone, through your so smartphone. Years ago when they would clone cell phones uh, signals, yeah. there was a point on the, um, God, what was it? The Bell Parkway, Kathy, just before you were getting towards the Verrazano Bridge. Yeah. Uh, where they would sit up in the, they had apartments. They would actually rent apartments because so much traffic was coming through so close to the buildings that they would sit there and clone the cell phone signals of cars passing oh by remotely. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so this thing's called the Flipper Zero, but you can't get it anymore. They're not, they're not going to sell it on Amazon. You can probably find it somewhere else in some secondary market. A few Flipper Zero. Yeah, so uh, kind of a weird little thing. Thought that was worth passing along. Okay, how about something else? A new bill expected to pass in New York City will introduce noise cameras to detect loud vehicles. Proposed by Councilman Keith Powers, the cameras would activate if a vehicle reaches at least 85 decibels from 50 feet away. I'm down with this. Capturing the license plates uh, for ticketing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do you have a consistent loud vehicle in your neighborhood that uh, goes by at inappropriate times of day and night? Not in my neighborhood, In the day, it's fine. No, I don't in my neighborhood, but I have been, you know... I tell you, they've been at out, outdoor, yeah. wherever, in, in a public area, and somebody goes by with an insanely loud, you know, tuned up. Like crazy loud. Exhaust. So, and you're like, dude, that just, that hurts my ears. That's painful to hear. There's a guy who runs the, so we're, we have a conduit street in front of the house. And um, every other night, maybe around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. What? Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. And, you know, it was super loud. And uh, I'm sure I, if I were to mention the time, 
that it occurs to anyone on the block, they'd say, oh, yeah, we hear that. Mm-hmm. Can you call the police about that? Uh, I, have, I never have, no. Okay. I, um, I prefer to get a high-powered sniper rifle. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. I get the car with the really loud music at about 2.30 in the morning. Oh, um, do you? Not, it's not the car. It's just Is the it Rockstar Rob? Um, no, they are playing. Um, it's not salsa, but it's some sort of Latin music. So oh, really? I don't hate like it. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, According to the New York Post, the move aims to address rising noise complaints with at least five cameras planned in each borough by September 2025. Fines for violators range from $800 for the first offense to $2,600 for the third. Wow. You've been there Mm. where when a car passes and you have to ask the question, if it's this goddamn loud out here. Yeah. What's it like in there? Yeah, agreed. How can it possibly be remotely pleasant? So, which then begs the question, why are you listening to it that loud? I just want to follow it's all these for people. show? I want to follow these people around and uh, and just yell and scream and shout as I'm like following yeah. behind them and, you know, walking in the mall. You know, like if you want to bother everybody else, I'm, I'm going to make sure your life is a miserable uh, so existence. it's for show, first of all. Yeah. And then, Steve, it's not as loud inside. So you've got the, it's coming out the exhaust. It's right. pointed away from you. Um, I have a feature on my car that I can make it louder if I want to. Right. And I can, and and when I have done that, which I definitely wouldn't do in like residential areas and stuff like that, um, I, I I can hear that it's louder, but it's not as loud as it would. No, I know the exhaust. Outside. I'm talking about the music. Oh, you talking about music? Yes. Oh, no, okay. yeah. I was talking about exhaust. Right. Is That's that, what pisses me off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that yeah. exhaust? Is that what you're talking? I think about it's anything. Is okay. anything decibels from fifty yeah. feet away? Because I had a friend who had a Mustang, uh, and it was probably like one of the you know 2010 to 13, 14 Mustang, and it right. was loud inside. It was really, really. It was loud outside, and the exhaust. Was, yeah, but so like, a lot of the newer cars or you, the engine. You, I don't. I don't necessarily think I was listening to the exhaust when I was in the car. But when I was in the car, I was like, "This is uncomfortably ridiculously loud." loud. Yeah. A lot of motorcycles are that way too. Yeah. yeah. Other bills include uh, mandating online publication of noise inspection results and capping profits for citizen noise complaints at ten dollars. So they're working on some noise issues, which you can imagine. New York City's got a quite big. You can imagine. <laughs> Show the cops and lawyers the various cities and the metropolitan places where vehicles often pass by your only lights. For goddamn ridiculous! For goddamn ridiculous! Um, are you guys uh, more okay with loud motorcycles than you are with the cars? Because uh, the motorcycles—that's so people can hear you coming. So you keep it keeps oh, them. You safer. can hear me coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's. Uh, a lot of times when I hear it, it appears to me as if they are putting on a show and attempting to be disruptive. I have never heard that it's uh, so yeah. people can hear you coming. Yeah, I, I had heard that it keeps them safe. It keeps them safe. Uh, dude, there are some it. of those hard ladies that are obnoxiously You loud. also didn't agree with the Kelly Clarkson being a new song, so can you just take another All I'm another saying is because there's motorcycles that, that they have to do that. They have to make that. No, noise. I know they, that. They can drive it normally. All right, hang on. Uh, motorcycles are so loud because of the size of the muffler most of them have, the length of the exhaust pipes, and the lack of resistance time that the air and exhaust have to slow down, and because the engine is open to air and atmosphere with no engine compartment encasing and stifling the sound. So they just can't muffle it very well, I guess. Yeah, but that doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't answer the question, do, why do people do that? And I Why do, do they make it louder on purpose mm-hmm. to and be I, a-holes? 
<laughs> well, no, maybe they don't are doing it so, so people are, but that's not, I don't think that motorcycles people are typically are, made for that reason, no. People are agreeing with Casey. Thank you. Uh, Take another that, L, Kath. I, I, don't, I don't believe it. Loud, there, people are texting in the phrase, loud pipes save lives. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a phrase well, amongst the motorcycle I'm the only motorcycle rider in here, guys. I will say this. <laughs> when you're the only person on a stretch of road at 3.30 in the morning, um, you can, can you tamp it down a bit? I guess you can't, right? Stop it. Uh, no, I think you can, motorcycles don't have to make that noise, right? Well, the, well a loud motorcycle is going to be loud. It depends on what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Like, like the really big, <laughs> those things, I have a feeling that they're probably made to be louder for a reason idling. because it's appealing to them, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I, I where's know. our resident hell's angel, Bill West? I yeah. know. We should ask mm. him. I like to be loud. He's not loud at all. No. I don't hear a goddamn thing. He scared Nick the other day. He was so loud. <laughs> I heard that one. Boom, boom. Loud. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're playing his music. Usually he comes dancing in here by now. I'm retiring in a few weeks. I don't give a rat's ass. Uh, I'm going to ride my my bike into the station. Let me go to Ra. Yo, Ra, what's Ra? up, man? Hey, my bitch's name is Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the other day. What's up, my man? Yo, my sister drives, she rides a motorcycle. I have an older sister who's like a biker chick, right? She went to go get a new bike, and the dude asked her, do you want us to put the neighbor haters on it? The neighbor, neighbor haters. haters. So there Dude, is a there choice. Is a muffler or whatever. It's not a muffler. They shouldn't even call it a muffler because it doesn't muffle anything. But there's <laughs> on the exhaust pipe, there's something called a neighbor hater. It's on purpose. Yo. Make it loud. All right. I want to kick people in the face when they drive past me like that. <laughs> I hear you. It's, no. it's loud. Well, because she's a beautiful person. She didn't get it. Yeah. They mm-hmm. told me that that's what they were. I was like, what? But yeah. Rob, if, if, they're, if they're riding around and it's during w- 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 any time a noise ordinance could be issued, that's when I think this becomes an issue. But I mean, if someone's driving around during the day, you may not like it, but that's that's fine. So, but I do get something this that loud. The neighbor hater at two thirty in the morning in a, in a residential area is I mean, is a quality of life issue. And it's a cacophonous situation, especially yeah. when you're in like, um, what, like um, South Street, not South Street, um, South Philly, where the where the buildings are like, is everything's bouncing off the yep. buildings and whatnot, or any place that has a lot of, you know, close um, buildings, that stuff is bouncing all over the place, man, and they they know. Yeah. And yeah, at three in the morning. Yeah. No. I mean, you're working in my meth lab. I need to concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want to get a clothesline and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> clothesline, the guy. Yeah. Bye. With their heads. All right, Ra. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, bud. See I got a ride home on a motorcycle once. Uh, and my sister in law, we each were on a different bike. And the guys said, they go, um, do you want us to let your neighbors know that you're coming home? We were like, no, 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 don't do that. It was, you know, probably 2.30 in the morning or something like that. We were like, no, please. Were don't. you dating at the time? Was No, I, oh. what do you mean? No, I'm, I'm saying, did you, did, did you go home with motorcycle guys? Oh, no, no, no. They just gave us a ride home. No. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> no, they walked into the bar. I looked at my sister and I said, that's how we're getting home tonight. She, oh, my God. Listen, it was in my, it was in my party right. day. She goes, okay, yeah. no problem. Yeah. And sure enough, we ended up on the back of the motorcycles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here's a text. Says, My name is Snake. Here's a text. Says, are you two seriously crying on air about loud pipes? Pathetic. Uh, oh, wait. You guys are crying? I didn't yeah, see your I tears. Yeah. I didn't see who was no, crying. No, the, the dude who 
texted him, you you know, you you know it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You, you, you do yeah. know that. Yeah. It's it's and and so if they call them neighbor haters, yeah, yeah, that's you know. that's obviously what it's meant to be. Yeah. So just because you like it doesn't mean everyone else has yeah. to like it. In well, fact, you people... have now made that decision for everybody around you. Of course, that's what uh, D bags do. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to uh, Adam. Hey, Adam. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Adam. What's up, buddy? So Kathy asked if uh, that was just the way that bikes come. Uh, they actually have to pass certain EPA standards of being very quiet because the EPA regulates the noise that uh, machines can make out of cars or motorcycles. So they are definitely added on on purpose by the owner. Um, and I will say, as a longtime motorcycle rider, it is because they sound cool. And it does a little bit help with traffic awareness. Uh, people do hear you more, and it makes you more, uh, you know, Visible by ear to your neighboring car. Yeah, Adam, could you it's added? It's after factory. Right. Instead of a neighbor hater, could you could you install a you whore? Like a <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be great. Right? The whistles go you whore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're pulling up. You're, you, you're yeah. Megan pulling up to an intersection. <laughs> yeah. The overwhelming majority of times when I actually hear a motorcycle yeah. is after it's gone past me. Uh, you know what I mean? I Then it's loud and clear. Uh, and I'm talking about like highway driving. Mm. Um, you know, because you'll hear that all of a sudden. It's, it goes right by the your Doppler like, effect. Holy God, that was... I would say more comes into play when you're actually in traffic, um, right. you know, at traffic lights and slower speeds, and people start moving lanes randomly. You know, they might be a little bit um, not aware that you're there, and then if you kind of crack the throttle a couple times, and it kind of wakes them up. I had to. I almost cut a guy off the other day because you know, let's face it, and you know this, Adam. You you can't. It is so hard to see motorcycles in the daytime when the, you know yeah. when there's no light, when there's no light coming from the vehicle, and. Um, I cut this dude off, and I could have knocked him off his bike, and I just looked at him, and I full-on apologized, and I pointed to my eyes. I'm like, I did not see you. You have and beautiful I, I, eyes. No, 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 and I'm serious. Yeah. And I, and I'm gesturing to this guy because I felt really bad right? because I could have killed him. No, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't see him, and I wanted him to know that, dude, I was not cutting you off on purpose. Right. I did not not look in my mirrors. I did not see you. They're smaller. Yeah. They're obscured easier by uh, by blind spots in that are already on your car. Yeah. And, dude, they call them donor cycles for a reason. You know, I mean, it's... It, it's is, is, da- it's da- I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it's tough as a, as a driver too. When I've had that happen, it scared the living hell out of me. I love listen. I've 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 loved Thanks, riding Adam. motorcycles, are, but uh, they are. I always fear uh, for that condition. I don't trust people in cars, much less you know the the motorcycle situation. But is the headlight, the lamp of a motorcycle, always on day or night? Yeah, day or okay. night. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I never. I never put. Mentally, I never. Yeah, made so that it's easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visibly, but um, are, are most cars like that now too? Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, that I mean, lights if you have your, all the time. Yeah. They're like yeah. running lights. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, anyhow, I, no, Case, I never thought about that. The, the fact that that uh, that a louder exhaust on a motorcycle is to help for yeah. awareness. When you would pull into town on your Vespa, oh, would they think tr- <laughs> trouble had come? Why yeah. do they make those things loud? Yeah. yeah, no, I mean they do. And Steve, you would see women grabbing their children and running Get into inside. The house. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. One of those Vesper boys is here. Yeah. Vesper. Oh, Vesper. Vespers <laughs> right. on their motorcycles. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so they're they're looking into noise cameras in uh, New York, and that's to punish. It just says loud driver, so I assume that's exhaust as well as uh, your speaker system. Yeah, that's and, it. 
all that stuff. So. Uh, listen, I want the boys to have fun, but yes. there's a time and a place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we should probably take a break because uh, we do have some guests that are coming by here in a moment. And uh, Kay's going to get my outro music for the stream, oh, for the stream of, of consciousness. The stream. Alright, uh, as we take a break, I want to remind you that it is Tattoo Day. We have your chance to win uh-huh. a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Text the word tattooed 39333. You might win by the end of the program. When we get back, uh, we're going to have Mike Rainey and Tim Butterly stopping by. They got a gig coming up at Helium Comedy Club. Stay with us. tail is so wagging right now take us along with the mmr app it's apple carplay and android compatible which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen we'll even send you notifications if you want download it and try it now preston and steve their name is their address on on the web PrestonandSteve.com. football's back and this eagle season there are huge prizes to be won at acme Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guests are in studio to promote a gig they got coming up, Helium Comedy Club. It is on Thursday night at 8 p.m. And I quote, they're the co-host of the acclaimed and financially successful <laughs> podcast, <laughs> Dad Meat. We love these guys. Please welcome Mike Rainey and Tim Butterley yeah. 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 to the show. Thank you so much. Financially <laughs> successful. And for us, that means we have like 200 bucks in our bank account. Okay. Yeah, let's go. We were talking that the, the caveat of saying financially successful with the podcast does mean something these days because there's what 2.6 million different podcasts out there and uh, the bulk of them aren't generating aren't financially successful so kudos to you guys thank you it's only up for us because tim and i have been at points in our life where we've had a We've only had enough money where we could buy one beer and we had a split of beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a sad place. Yeah. Last time I was here, I asked you guys for gas money. <laughs> <laughs> Did we give it? Uh, absolutely not. No. Oh, but, 
Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. So the the show's coming up at Healing Comedy. Um, is it? Are, are you doing the podcast that night, or is it just a uh, conversation with you guys, or how's that going to work? A little bit of the of okay. a conversation, mostly uh, stand-up sets from our friends. Oh, okay. Our good buddy, Jake Matera, who's... Yeah. We you love guys Jake. Him, you, John oh, Del Calo, David James. There's so many super talented, funny guys from the collective, uh, you know, uh, Delco Proper guys, and, and, and then beyond the extended family. Uh, there's, I, I, I love seeing this happen for all you guys because, you know, for it was kind of fallow for a while, and now people are finally realizing this is a hotbed, and then comedians have come to go, oh yeah, Philadelphia is, and you know, the area is generating some super talent, so what 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 kind of uh, audience member comes to your yeah. shows? It's uh, mostly dudes that wear cargo shorts in February <laughs> who have the social skills of raccoons. There we go. Uh, yeah. My kind of people. It's probably 75% single ticket weirdos, and then <laughs> there is the occasional confused wife or girlfriend there as well. Uh, do, you, do you get the groupie? Do you get the, the groupies? Uh, no. no. Like, like I no. said, single ticket weirdos, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, um, the, the little stinkers, the uh, serial killer podcast, right? So, uh, Mike, you, um, you. Uh, with, with Jake, um, our former calendar girl and photographer extraordinaire, Allison Dunlap, is a massive fan oh. of you guys. I have a blast doing the show on Little Snickers. We just put out a serial killer-themed Christmas album, which is available at my website, onperks.com, so check that out. It, listen, uh, and we've talked about this many times. Maybe it, it says something psychologically about <laughs> us, but we are perpetually fascinated by serial killers. Yeah. And and uh, you guys are very funny when you when you, you take it on, but uh, do, uh, in the back of your mind, do you ever consider the notion as you run thin on serial killers that you will have to, in fact, start killing people yourself to generate content <laughs> for the show? Um, I was just reminded of that yesterday. I bought an autographed copy of Jerry Sandusky's autobiography. <laughs> Yeah. And I posted about it, and as soon as I posted about it, I was like, uh, this might be a little bit too far, even by yeah. my standards. Yeah, yeah, but it's all, I mean, it's all, no matter what happens, we, again, the hope is that you draw the distinction where you say, oh, well, I'm, I'm not that guy, you know? So when you, watch, when you watch these things, our inability to be able to process and understand is a good thing, and with a little bit of entertainment as well, so. I'm just interested in it. There, there has been uh, instances where I've come across somebody who is a fan of the show where it's like, oh my God. God, I'm glad I'm not to that level. There was a guy who was talking about how much he loves the show, and he's like, hey, I live near the area where the Green River Killer used to murder people. Wow. And I pinpointed all the places where he murdered people, and I hung out in those places just to watch people walk past to see how easy it would be for, for me to victimize them. Oh, my God. Them. Like, okay. dude, you belong in a friggin' cage, bro. Yeah. Who's the, 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 the guy, the, the kid's name is Escaping Me. He, he was actually going at, to college for criminal justice. He was the, oh. the classic Hannibal Lecter type. Jake Matera. Jake Matera. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he was, he killed the, the, the co-eds in that, in that house with the, the uh, one. Yeah, that was uh, not that long ago. Not, like a year ago. Oh, what the heck and he, was his name? His parents were in the Poconos. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Brian Koberger. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So that was a perfect example of a guy who actually said, I wanted to see, or at least had relayed that he wanted to see if he could do it. And that's the kind of guy that comes to Dad Meat shows. There you go. (laughs) For people who haven't listened to Dad Meat, explain what uh, the the podcast is. Dad Meat, Tim and I started that because uh, we were a part of Delco proper. And when that fell apart, we were just like, all right, 
It's done. Everything's done for us. End, end of the, the line, dude. Back to corporate IT. <laughs> and then that that can only drain the uh, chemicals in your brain for so long before you totally freak out. And so we, we we hit absolute rock bottom and then started a comedy podcast and, and stayed in Philly and uh, just grew it by uh, focusing on our boys and uh, showing people how funny they are. And then, you know, we do live shows like this to actually get those dudes a chance to go and hit some dingers in front of people. You know that's, what I mean? That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when Mike came walking in, he handed me a book. You have a book called On Perks. Yeah, uh, I've been whacked on a lot of things. Uh, painkillers was one of them. I had yeah. about a three-year run with uh, prescription painkillers because <laughs> of a hurt back. And uh, unfortunately, I was very active on Facebook during the time I was oh, whacked on painkillers. Man. So I was embarrassed. You know how Facebook will show you your status? Yeah. Hey, a year ago, you posted this, and it's always the most mortifying thing you could imagine. <laughs> Those popped up so often. I was like, all right, well, rather than kill myself, I'm going to put these into a book oh and then God. write a present-day analysis as to what was probably also going on and what I was thinking. Okay. Wow. So I put that. I made that a book on perks. And uh, again, on my website. And how much of an eye-opener was that for you? I mean, I'm sure most of these you don't remember doing. I don't. There's some that are that are crystal crystal clear, and then there's other ones like one in the in the uh, book is like uh, I love trees and would love to learn more about them. <laughs> like, see, what, what was going on at that point, man? Uh, like, trees rule, yeah, yeah. I just saw something that said nothing makes me cringe more than my Facebook posts from 2014. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Now that's, imagine that's know. brilliant. You put that in a book. Tim wrote a glowing review on the back, and I I think it's been said. Uh, that the quickest way to get someone who has any sort of substance abuse or drinking problem to con- really consider changing is to show them video of them or writings or musings when they were under the influence mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, my God. So, But the fact that you, you, you sucked up the pain and put it together in a book is brilliant. And it, I love it. I appreciate that. And it's just mortifying. Every time I see it, it's mortifying, but it is nice when people buy the book. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you were telling us a story off air. Can we mention that here? Yeah, please uh, do. Yeah, when you, were, you were supposed to be on the show when we had the Delco proper guys in there. Explain what happened. Steve, so what happened? Until Tim made it in. So what happened was, <laughs> April 24, 2017, I was supposed to come on. Uh, I was Perk Michael Delco proper. I was scheduled to come in with my dear friend Tim Butterly, Tommy Pope, and John McKeever. The night before... Uh, Tommy Pope's like, you want to go get a few pops? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Hung out in media all night, and uh, Tommy went home at a reasonable hour. Uh, for me, it was one of those nights where cocaine was raining from the heavens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I stayed out all night. I ended up at... Uh, uh, Parks at Parks Casino, watching my Coke dealer play craps all night, <laughs> and uh, I actually drove here. I was in the parking lot outside, just I uh, had an eight ball, and I was snorting lines off a CD case. I was oh like, "I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up." God. Fortunately, something told me, Mike, you shouldn't go up and do the show with those guys, and I didn't. But then I watched or I listened to the replay, and it was like being visited by the uh, the ghost of Christmas. Mm, yeah, so thank God I didn't do that. <laughs> the ghost of cocaine last night. <laughs> <laughs> a much more aggressive ghost. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's brutal, man. You're just going to stand in the kitchen with him talking about ideas all night. All night. Yeah. And then I watched uh, him play crabs. <laughs> but fortunately, that was what got me, uh, got me, helped me straighten out my life. And uh, So that was right. You were right here in the parking lot yeah, about yeah. to come up on our show and you realized you couldn't do it. And, and, and that was kind of the light bulb moment to go, I got to get it together. Yeah. It, it, wow. It, fortunately, it popped in my brain that maybe you shouldn't go up because there are times where I thought I was killing it. Like I was here at 7 a.m. I'm 
snort lines off a CD case. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching porno on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I am the man. You're living yeah. the life. And then there's a part of me that said, Mike, you are not the man right now, and you should not go up there and expose yourself to these people. Wow. Tim, where did you break on the decision? Stay in the parking lot or come up? Where I was you... begging him to come upstairs. <laughs> I called Tim from the uh, casino. It was like 4 a.m., and fortunately, Tim wasn't up. And I called Tim when I'm at my worst, uh, which I think says a lot about what a guy he is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he didn't answer because I was like, yeah, just meet me at the casino. I left a voicemail for him. <laughs> and then I came here solo. And, uh, yeah, I ended up at a motel room on Baltimore Pike in Springfield. Well, I'll tell you what. you know, I just thought Mike was the coolest guy I knew at this point. Right. I, I, I got in his Chrysler 300, and he opened the center console to offer me pills. And I was just like, that might be the coolest thing anyone's ever done. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know any better. I should have intervened. No one intervened. Hit the button. Oh, you saw Sorry. Sorry, that's my bad. Sorry, you know, you started talking about cocaine. It gets my blood up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try some of that, that cocaine. So John McKeever did did this uh, Christmas movie for QVC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a Christmas story right here. Would QVC put this? Yeah. <laughs> it's I, snowing coke. It's snowing it's coke. coke. Different. Yeah, I do. I am familiar with QVC, and I my I had a uh, morbidly obese aunt who passed away and who left me five G's. God bless Aunt Patsy. But yeah, um, yeah she was obsessed with QVC, so I would be honored to work with QVC. QVC is great. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, also big. Big, big uh, addict contingent watching that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have some family members who ordered three fax machines over a phone call when they were at their worst. So. I've got a friend who's now host on the, on QVC, and the amount of product that she pushes out in, she's on for like five minutes, and she'll sell like 10,000 units. It's like unbelievable. She said the people, like those people that Sitting watch. Sitting by the phone, collecting disability. Yeah. They are no joke. Uh-huh. Oh, and dude, around the holidays, when they have the Christmas stuff that they're they're selling, that's like I can yeah. I can just leave that on in the background, no problem. Bro. You don't have to follow a plot line. No, did they sell it or not? You know, it's it's the best. Yeah, you had the liquor lady in here. Like you'd be surprised at how well QVC pairs with people with bared feet. <laughs> like if, if you got feet that are rotting, QVC is real. We used to go to sleep with the QVC on, and I, we couldn't do it anymore because every single time I'd be laying there trying to fall asleep, and I'm like. <sighs> I wonder what this steam mop looks like. And I would hurt and turn around. And so now I have to go to sleep to something I've, I've already seen before. I do hate my ladder. <laughs> I'd be an idiot not to get a new one while it's on sale. <laughs> and you can order, by the way. You know, like, you just, now the QR code pops right up. Oh. So if you got the app, you just sh- point oh it towards God. your TV. You got that ladder before you know it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a just once, got easier. Once you realize you don't actually have to get up to scan the QR code, you can oh, do it from God. sitting down. Is that, Dead. is it, so could that actually, in the scenario you were talking, if you, if you blew your Coke money on ladders, could that in a way be treatment? <laughs> One way or another, I'm getting closer to heaven. Yeah, you go. Don't know why some of the roofers I know. No, that's no. <laughs> so you say you're gonna have some some uh, surprise uh, guests coming down, uh, and 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 uh, Preston asked a question. I'm not sure. You, are you recording a new episode of the podcast live? We might honestly. We put no. So we like to keep it in the room. We like to make it very special for the live audience. Oh, it's never escape. I see. We just want to have a good time, and that's evident in everything we do. We're par- we're going to end up in the street. Tim's going to be getting high with people <laughs> out on Sanson Street. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably end up wrestling people. Yeah, so, it's the way it should be for the holidays. Just having yeah, fun. yeah. Uh, with Delco Proper and the and the crew, uh, obviously that 
It looked like it had it had some traction. It had some heat to it, and uh, and and didn't. It's the countless stories. It had everything but the green light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any ever any talks to revisit that? With because so many shows exist in that vein, and it's it's a crapshoot. But I mean, it, it's Delco for crying out loud. There's something uniquely wonderful about that. Is is it let it go, cut and drift, or is it still always looming in the back as a possibility? I think so. I mean, it's just John McKeever and, and Tommy. They're the most brilliant guys on earth, and it's like they've gone on to do different things and now we're all doing our different things and it ended up spawning so many different cool things. Right. Like that failure, which right. just seemed devastating at the time, it ended up, you know, creating so many other good things. So I think that might, might be done, but we're all going to go on and keep creating. Yeah, stuff. things in the vein of like Gillian Keeves, like the, the the stuff with Shane. Like, yeah, there's definitely still cool stuff coming from it. But yeah, it's like there's no need to go back to it. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff in the future. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, you got the the Dad Made uh, podcast. But I was reading Tim. Do you also have one called Field Trip? I have a fake TV show on YouTube called Field Trip, and where okay. uh, I. I grab a, uh, a comedian guest and we take some psychedelics and we go to uh, an event or uh, you know an attraction um, you know we, we took mushrooms and went to see a traditional Indian dance company perform down at Penn uh, <laughs> and what was that like? Uh, was, I assume that, that actually was linear right? I was try- well we dressed up like uh, Indian guys yeah. and uh, we just tried to like inhabit the headspace of someone who could appreciate thousands of years of culture and guess what it was kind of eye opening and it ruled uh, <laughs> and then you know I, I, and I just got buzzed and, and took Took uh, comedian Sam Talent down to the Baltimore Aquarium. We just walked around and had a blast there. So um, the main thing is that we're you know we're trying to uh, mimic the uh, the format of stuff that you see on TV, but we're trying to make it just as absolutely uh, retarded as possible. So so like a Billy Jack kind of uh, like a like a Vision Quest, but in common like. Uh uh, yeah, something that something that you could do, something right. that you could buy mushrooms and go do yourself. Right, you right. should do. You know what I mean? So, so the 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 Baltimore Aquarium is wonderful, but I f- I found it to be incredibly claustrophobic. It's one of those. Yeah, dude, do it high. <laughs> you know, walk through that swirling walkway yeah. where you're surrounded by sharks on right. all sides, right. tripping, and guess what? It's kind of a religious experience. I'm right dude. though, right? They, they sort of pa- it's they sort of pa- pack you in there. Oh, I don't like it, that. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I was at the Eagles game uh, two weeks ago against. Um, um, uh, the Bills. Mm. And because it was raining so bad, the concourses were so crowded. They were more crowded than I've ever experienced. And I started bugging out a little bit because, like, I couldn't I couldn't move at all. <laughs> and then I ended up, and I had to go several sections over to, to, to where I needed to be. So I ended up just going down into the stands and walking across the stands because you couldn't move. I, and I couldn't imagine being on psychedelics in a crowded, cramped space like that. That would not... I think you get used to it. Yeah. I'm not sure. Do right? you? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. At a certain point, you go, okay, well, maybe we're all kind of, like, thinking about the same stuff and all these people do want to feel good and love, and you go, all right, I guess I'll just relax. There you go. I'll I'll be honest, the science is out. The jury's still deliberating, but so far, that's my conclusion, but we'll see how it goes. And and you're you're, you're, uh, uh, doing shrooms, or what are you doing? Yeah, we're doing doing shrooms, just getting getting, uh, I guess we shouldn't really talk about it that much (laughs) on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And I think YouTube really gives us a hard time about it. Do they? uh, They seem very accepting. They flag everything that I do, and and they demonetize it, and they they block it, but uh, uh, so we're finding ways around it. Like we did another one where we we took mushrooms. We went in South Philly. There was what's called a psychedelic sound bath. Okay, and it's just we were in a yoga, yoga studio, laying on the floor in the dark, while a guy just played very ambient tones over what is these this? immersive speakers. It's uh, it's it's called a sound bath. So so the idea is you just lay and relax. You lay and relax while a guy kind the of shavasana, guides, he guides you into a a little bit of a meditative state, okay. and then and then just starts playing very very subtle tones wow. and, and musics and sounds. 
and uh, it would work without mushrooms, obviously. But doing it on that, it was a real uh, vision quest. You ever do a sensory oh. deprivation tank? You ever do like a, I like have, a salt flow? I have. Flow? Imagine that, but with someone sort of like showing you a path. Wow. And uh, is it like the bowls? Like they did they use the bowls? Like, sounds reminiscent of that. But he had like a, a guitar and a synthesizer oh, yes. pad, and he was doing vocals. I, know. Um, I can't recommend it enough. You can you can you know go on my YouTube channel, check it out if you, see Wait, if you like it. So he had a uh, synthesizer and vocals. Was it like that where your voice sounds really weird? That yeah, or he would do like a. And it would start oh. to echo over like the music he was looping, and so like just, some ASMR stuff in there. Yeah, it was oh, really awesome. phenomenal hey, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have sweater, <laughs> <laughs> now that you're feeling completely crippled by anxiety, it's time to let you know nothing's okay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just chill. <clears throat> just chill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did this. I did the uh, the salt float one time, and and the, it was really wonderful and relaxing. But when I think having that sound there is a good thing because when you're hearing nothing, you hear everything. So I'm hearing my own. What are you doing? Yeah. You just you just float. You're hearing your nose hairs. Everything like is like, yep. oh my god, I'm a pig. What the hell's yeah. happening, Steve? When you go in there, do you go in with a bathing suit or do you? No. You're, you're fully nude. You're, you're, yep. you're, and you're floating in this. It's high. And mind you, the, the, the place that uh, uh, the Halcyon float is the place that we did. And they, they, they clean. They, everything's clean and wonderful and antiseptic. And it's a wonderful facility. But it is really trippy because you are in pitch black and you are just you are just gently floating you're in like and, 90% salt yeah, water and so you're floating I mean, on top it, once you get past hearing everything in your body running uh, hopefully uh, then you start to calm down but it's really cool and trippy but I think having a little bit of sound distraction the way you did mm. uh, Tim might be kind of cool it was it was absolutely phenomenal and uh, yeah I can't recommend it can't recommend it enough I think it was, I think it was called the Audiome uh, sound bag <laughs> Audiome Audiome I like that that a I like sound that. bath. Yeah, yeah. I'm gotta try that out. Foot. Nice. They gotta sell it on QVC. The sound bath. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it away on YouTube. Well, I'm, gonna watch your, I'm gonna watch your video. So is it just the Tim Butterly channel? Tim Butterly YouTube channel. Yeah. I, okay. I've got, I got my fake TV show, and uh, we do weekly content over there as well. All right. So now, you guys have so many uh, proverbial irons in the fire, and yeah, it's talking about uh, Delco proper, it, it is uh, without that you would not have this. Yes. So it's all a step. So without the CD case in our parking lot, you wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cocaine. For bringing me to this point, it always gets a bad rap. I can't leave porno out either. Porno was there. Porno's always there. Would you, would your, there when you need it. Would your book ever be fodder for um, uh, you know, uh, for something like uh, I mean, uh, on perks? Because it is, I think you know, your your sort of days of wine and roses or leaving Las Vegas kind of uh, scenario. Yeah, honestly, Steve, like, I, I write books for people to consume on the toilet. Like, that's my third book, so <laughs> yeah. basically I just try to think, right. you know, what can make people pass the time quicker on the toilet, and that's what usually ends up that's coming a, out in the movie. I think he's talking about making a movie that someone could watch on the toilet. You could. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they have those where you can eat now, right, at the, uh, the theater. No one's stopping you. Yeah. By the way, speaking of the the, the bath of the toilet, there's a, one of your videos, uh, Tim, is titled Field Trippin', Episode 1, Diarrhea and Psilocybin. Mm-hmm. That was the... Uh, that was the Indian restaurant and dance performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how bad? Are you allowed to say those on the air? Uh, how bad did it get? 
Uh, I honestly, I was fine. My guest was uh, on shaky legs. Our friend Naeem Ali, he did not, he was not a fan of the uh, cuisine, but (laughs) the performance was top notch. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) I will listen to the show if you want to see these guys. Going to be at Helium Comedy uh, Club. It's on Thursday nights. It's uh, one evening. And who all's on the bill? Uh, Name all everybody who's Jake Batera, John Del Calo, David James. Me, uh, Mike Rainey, Ryan Shaner, I believe Ryan Foster. These are all like heavy hitters in the, in the Philadelphia stand-up comedy, and uh, we really want to show them off. And these are some of our favorite guests that we've had on the podcast. So you guys are you great; know. they're all great. These are uh, yeah, we, 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 yeah. Well, no, thank you. But I mean, this is a great night of comedy, so uh, yeah. definitely check it out. And if you're obviously if you're a fan of their their podcast and YouTube channels, you got to be there for this Thursday Thursday night eight o'clock heliumcomedy dot com to get tickets. And don't forget about Mike's book, which is called On Perks. <laughs> By the way, here I'll read one of his his posts on Perks on Facebook, which was I, I just randomly open up the page. It says, "If I could sing and look like Rod Stewart, I would be unstoppable." <laughs> I still feel that way. <laughs> perks or no perks. Uh, and all right, well, guys, Dad, meet. Make sure you guys uh, check out the podcast, but go see the show live if you're a fan or if you're not. If, if and if you're one of those stray weirdo guys, you can helium Thank you guys for being here. Thank you I appreciate you guys. Tim Hartley and Mike so Rainey, much. guys. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us, please. What's new? Why do you ask? I hear the sweet. The Rolling Stones. Sweet sounds of heaven. Blink 182. I don't want to wait to do this one more time. One more time. Monoskin. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, yesterday was National Cookie Day. We had an extended uh, cookie conversation. But before that, I think it was last week, um, somebody had uh, left some cookies in the uh, kitchen. And it was uh, Gina's mom. Gina works in our promotions department. And um, she left a little note. And it was cookies from Gina's mom. I came in here and I told Steve, hey, there's chocolate chip cookies out in the green room. Got all excited. And then Kathy said something about it on the air <laughs> along the lines of... Uh, well, I said my my rule is is because people will bring um, you know ba- homemade baked yeah. goods in, and I said if I've never seen their kitchen, I'm not going to eat it. I don't know what their kitchen looks like. Yeah, yeah I said it was Gina's mom. Right, but it's, I've it's, gonna, um, it's she's clean. It's going to be clean. I've still never seen Gina's mom's kitchen. <laughs> mm. Well, until this morning, you Correct. hadn't because Gina is in our studio now. Hey, <laughs> and Gina, what did you bring in today? I brought in this book made for <laughs> Kathy by my mom and I uh, with pictures of my kitchen. <laughs> and, like, I mean, in detail. In detail, yeah. this is a wide shot. Okay. And then we've got uh, a closer shot of my fridge and how it's new. Yes. Um, and then our counter spaces. Oh, this is where we keep the ingredients. Oh, yes. Just where the, the pantry very, where the ingredients are kept. Very yes. clean. Spotless, organized. Here's my mom wiping down the... <laughs> The counter that she's the, using. To the make spotless <laughs> countertop. Okay. Also, uh, they took some pictures of expiration dates on the products. Very good. They were expired. Important. Here it yes. is. I highlight it and everything, <laughs> uh, making sure the butter is not expired. We bought it yesterday. Here's the clean stand mixer we were putting butter in. Okay. And then my mom using vinyl gloves. Wow. Yes. To put yeah. the cookies wow. on the cookie sheet. Gloves. On the cookie sheet. And uh. so it's a 13-page book for Kathy Romano <laughs> so she knows that she can eat these cookies safely. Well, Gina's mom, thank you so much. Your cookies are delicious. I already tried Did you have them. some? Right. Yeah. This is all I need. All I mean, you 
need that's is a all. ball. A 13-page booklet. No yeah. biggie, right, yeah. guys? Yeah. Well, that's not asking too much. No. So, like, from the beginning of my mom bringing cookies, this started back when I was an intern. She'd bring cookies. It was right. like Christmas time last year. I brought uh, some cookies. My mom would always use vinyl gloves because she's very conscious of Kathy. She's been listening to the show for 25 years. Wow. She's like, Kathy knows she needs to see the kitchen or whatever, but she was like, I'm going to use these vinyl gloves and make sure that I'm clean and whatever. Like, she's crazy. She won't even let my dad in the kitchen. He's like, she's like, don't breathe in this kitchen right now. I'm making cookies for MMR. So, so to hear, for her to hear. And for her to hear that right, yesterday, right. she was oh, like, no. how dare she? Yeah. How dare she insult my cleanliness? I am a clean woman. All right. I'm sorry, Gina's mom. I, I see this now and I will eat every cookie that you send in. And just the cookies are great. She makes a great chocolate chip cookie. It is good. The secret. Yeah. Oh, I can't give it out. Never no, mind. you can't. The, the secret, secret is no. that it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Gina's mom and dad came down to camp out for hunger. I got a chance to hang out with them. Yeah. They were really, really cool and are big fans. So we appreciate that. There and the cookies, of course. Yes, they're delicious. And the great lengths you go to to <laughs> get Kathy's approval is impressive. Well, it matters to me. And it matters to my mom. So. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> she wrote a book. <laughs> she did write a book. But listen, it's nothing against the, these people personally. It really is just like, it's me. I know I have a problem. It's an issue. So I appreciate the I think booklet. she's the there same way. That's why. Yeah. So. She, she's a kindred spirit. And so to have a kindred spirit uh, impugn your cleanliness, it, it resonated. So now everything's all good. You can have at those cookies. I will eat anything okay. Gina's mom bakes. There you go. Yay. Yay. Thank you, Gina. Don't breathe. I'm making cookies for MMR. Gina's mom and dad, too. Your poor dad. Uh, perfect. And now you have cookies, Kathy. Thank all right. You. Let's get to the bizarre final. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Horizon Services, zero down, zero interest financing uh, on select Energy Star rated systems plus no payments for a year. You can visit horizonservices.com slash radio. A couple of stories out of England that we'll start with. Uh, two men fired shots at police while holding a delivery driver hostage for 14 hours after he delivered a cold kebab to them. A cold kebab? Yes. And he freaked out. Can't do that in England. What is this? Uh, police were seen surrounding the block of apartments where the two shooters, Paul Burton and Nathan Turner, barricaded themselves in along with the victim. Oh, no. Tasty kebab. During- it's cold. Uh, during this time, Burton began live streaming on Facebook, complaining to police that his takeaway driver failed at his job as his kebab arrived late and was missing the salad. Hey, both, guys, my kebab is cold, so I'm going to take a hostage. Uh, both Burton and Turner con- uh, confronted the driver as he arrived on the eighth floor of the apartments and trapped him in the elevator using a coffee table. They then kept him prisoner for two hours. A neighbor went to complain about loud music they were playing before Burton threatened her with a rifle. He told the officers, you try to even come through my effing door and I would kill your coppers in a heartbeat. Wow. Police evacuated the residence before deploying a negotiator to try and speak to the pair. Uh, Burton then fired a shot at a police car's uh, windshield, narrowly avoiding a dog handler. An armed officer with a long barreled weapon was placed into 
a position to take a shot if necessary, but the pair eventually left the apartment and surrendered just before 6 p.m. So we talk about many times, it's why the connoisseur exists, what food will drive people to do. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yep. Uh, Burton was jailed for seven years, and uh, Turner admitted uh, to some charges, and he was sentenced to 20 months, by the way, all because of their kebab. <laughs> kebab. Or kebab, as they say there. Kebab. All right, another uh, story in England. A couple who kept an old naval shell as a garden ornament said that it was like passing an old friend when it was detonated uh, by a bomb disposal team. It was still active? Uh, yeah, they didn't know that, though. It had been outside of the home of Sian and Jeffrey Edwards and is thought to date from the late 19th century. Wow. Uh, the couple had thought that it was a dummy with no charge. The Ministry of Defense said it removed the 64-pound naval projectile. Mrs. Edwards said that she used to bang it with her trowel to remove earth after gardening. <laughs> but on Wednesday evening, a police officer knocked on the door to tell the couple he had spotted it and would need to alert the Ministry of Defense. An hour later, he told the shocked couple that a bomb squad would arrive the next day. <laughs> It was a sleepless night for Mr. and Ms. Edwards, who had been told that the whole street might need to be evacuated. He said, we didn't sleep a wink all night. It knocked us up for six, uh, or knocked us for six. Uh, he said, I told the bomb disposal unit, we're not leaving the house. We're staying here. If it goes up, we're going up with it. It's a bomb. Okay, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Test proved that it was live, but with only a tiny amount of charge, it was uh, dis- disused, uh, taken to a disused quarry, covered we- with five tons of sand and detonated. We're sorry, Bobby. Yeah, so they had to blow it up. A Japanese tourist has died after he fell unconscious following a leap off of one of the world's highest bungee jump platforms in China. The 56-year-old man is said to have developed shortness of breath soon after throwing himself off the 764-foot platform. Oh, wow. Wow. At Macau Tower. Uh, he was taken to the hospital but was later announced dead. An investigation into the incident is believed to be ongoing. Sky Park by A.J. Hackett also operates bungee jump in France, Singapore, and Australia. Its website states it has successfully carried out 4 million jumps over more than 30 years and prides itself on its perfect safety record. Well, sort of perfect. Yeah. On Sky Park Safety page, it says it works to prevent accidents and cases of ill health through the effective risk management and hazard reporting methods. Uh, the platform is the second highest in the world, beaten only by uh, the Zheng Zhaji Glass Bridge Bungee, which is also located in China. So you think he had a heart attack? I think probably something like that. But dude, 764 feet How, jumping off. What was the height of the one you did? Oh man, a couple hundred feet. Hundred feet. Seven times that. Yeah, it's insane. So uh, a judge has ordered a Florida man to have no contact with his wife following his arrest for allegedly striking her in the face with a thrown sausage. Okay. Again. During Ooh. a verbal altercation. sausages. In your face. Saturday afternoon, Ray Allen allegedly threw the sausage, presumably pork, at his spouse. The said sausage struck the 64-year-old victim on the right side of the face, according to an arrest ah! affidavit. <laughs> EMS workers responded to the couple's home in St. Petersburg and washed the, the victim's eye out with a saline solution. Allen was arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail. He was released on his own recognizance. He has pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor charge. Cops indicated that alcohol may have been a factor in the confrontation. <laughs> really? The sausage link to, linked to the battery was not seized. Well, I'm going to beat you with a sausage. All right, and then... <laughs> <laughs> 
One more, and then we will wrap it up. Let's end with, I still got some good ones that I'm going to have to save for tomorrow. Yeah, how about this one, man? In California, a Bay Area couple became the target of a Christmas Grinch while running errands. A man named Jesus (laughs) says that he and his wife picked up a Christmas tree in San Mateo Friday evening, tied it down, I'm sure it's Jesus, uh, to the roof of their SUV. Security video shows the white SUV passing by and then backing up to park the neighborhood space next to Jesus's vehicle. A moment later, you see the ropes around the tree suddenly release and a second camera angle shows a driver of the white SUV cutting each rope one by one. The tra- tree is then loaded in the man's trunk yeah. and he drives away. Stole the tree Broad daylight. right off the top of their car. Right in the parking lot. Not cool. Freshly uh, purchased scumbag. And from Jesus, Jesus who honestly it's the dude's birthday. Come on. Huh? San Mateo police say this is a unique case, and they'll keep an eye out uh, for similar crimes. I would like to say I forgive him, but I don't. <laughs> They're committed closer to Christmas. They're a hundred bucks. Yeah. You got to draw the line yeah. somewhere. You know? Crucifixion? Yeah. All of that. Good. Let's yeah. go. Yep. Tree? Uh-uh. Uh-huh. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a second. We got something to give away with a lesson question. Will you win it? We'll find out because we'll come back and we'll pose that question to you. We'll also get the trash and the music news. So stay right there. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, decent day today, 46. going to be cooling off next couple days. 44 is the high tomorrow, Thursday, 42. And then we bounce back up. Friday's going to be mid-50s. Saturday is looking like the day. Like 58 degrees, partly cloudy skies. It's looking pretty solid. So if you've uh, waited a little bit on the uh, back, uh, the backyard decorate or the front yard decorations yeah, for yeah. the holidays. This is, this is your window yeah. right here. If you're, if you're a decorator and you want to get out and do it, this is, this is your opportunity. So seize Carpe 
diem, my friend. Carpe banana. Carpe banana. All right, we're going to ask today's lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 Gabe's gift card. And the question we have to go with today is HGTV has a new R-rated love it or list it spinoff. What is that called? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. HGTV has a new R-rated love it or list it spinoff. What's it called? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. This morning it is brought to you by Wawa. They have you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or a gift card from your favorite brand. Happy holidays from Wawa. What's up, Steve? Well, former GMA hosts Amy Roback and TJ Holmes have been stepping out in public a lot lately with the PGA getting more adventurous. Friday night while attending the Z100 Jingle Ball, the two arrived on motorized dildo shooting Sibians. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Will Smith telling the audience at a film festival in Saudi Arabia that he is, quote, deeply human and deeply flawed. Smith then proved his point by punching a baby. What? Oh, yeah. oh my God. And Jeff Probst saying he has one very important condition for sticking with Survivor past the 50th season. Probst says the show must stay in a tropical location with lax laws regarding bestiality. Oh, dude. <laughs> That's a Hollywood track. Odd that he would, you know, say That's that in public. That's very specific, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's see if someone does know the answer to this question. HGTV has a new R-rated Love It or Listed spinoff. What is that called? 215-263-WMMR. Our caller is Tillman. Good morning, Tillman. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Tillman, do me a favor and tell me what that R-rated spinoff is called. It is called Lick It or Suck It. That's it. Lick It or Suck It. You got it, buddy. Hang on. We're going to give you a $50 Gabe's gift card. You can get huge discounts of up to 70% off of mall store prices on brands like Hurley, Realtree, Stanley, Carhartt, Disney, Bear Paw, Mattel, Fisher-Price, and big athletic brands too big to say. And if it's on their wish list, you can get it for less at Gabe's. Visit gabesstores.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Get a little extra action under the mistletoe this year with a gift from Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. Route 70 in Marlton. That was Marissa's mic stand, but it sounded like a whip. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I just moved the microphone. And oh, it, I heard. Yeah, that mic you can't move on. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like a. Yeah. Uh, Route 70 in Marlton or at FamilyJewelers.com, by the way. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers will tour the U.S. again next year. The North American Unlimited Love Tour will kick off on May 28th. I took a look at the dates, and the only thing that gets in our general vicinity is way on the other side of Pennsylvania. There you go. In Burgettstown, PA. Oh, man. Northwest PA. No, that's Um, south. uh, That's just uh, just outside of uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, isn't that Northwest PA? Yeah, Southwest. Southwest PA, okay. Yeah, either way, it's too far. It's a, it's a long haul 
to see the Chili Peppers. Uh, July 2nd, and that was the only... And tickets uh, pre-sale actually start today. Uh, so, yeah. Have, um, you, have you found the, the Chili... When I bring up the Chili Peppers, I find them to be a very polarizing band. I didn't realize this, but it seems like... I like the Chili Peppers a lot. Seems like a lot of people don't like the Chili Peppers. Um, no, I've never yeah. really um, had people, you know, go off on how much they dislike them. But you've encountered, a yeah, few people like it's weird. Hmm. I was just at this uh, I hate Chili Peppers meeting. Oh, uh, damn. yeah, and there were so many somebody. people yeah. there. <laughs> well, there you have it. I yeah, mean, that was it. Was my bad, bad decision making on yeah. my part. Uh, let's see. Frontman Gavin Rossdale says that Bush has been working on a new album. In an interview posted by Blabbermouth, he talked about the writing process and said, I feel better than ever at what I do and respecting the craft and understanding it and trying to create things for people to enjoy. So I'm really excited about the next record. He went on to talk about the timeline and said, I'm already seven songs into another record. So uh, I'm going to bring out another record in the beginning of the new year. Uh, just last month, Bush released with their greatest hit selection uh, that covered songs from 1994 to 2023. Uh, the next year, or next year, will mark the 30th anniversary of the release of the band's six times platinum debut album, 16 Stone, by the way. <laughs> it was a huge album. It was. Uh, speaking of huge albums, Paul McCartney and Wings' iconic album, Band on the Run, will be re-released for its 50th anniversary. It contains alternate mixes of the songs as well. Paul said, this is Band on the Run in a way you've never heard before. Uh, when you are making a song and putting on additional parts, it's like an extra guitar. That's an overdub. Well, this version of the album is the opposite. It's an underdub, he says. It's an underdub. Yeah. Uh, the waka, waka, waka. The multi... <laughs> He gets angry. <laughs> the multi-Grammy. He's so wound up. I don't know. I mean, what is the deal What's with to be that upset guy? about? <laughs> you know? He just, at the drop of a hat, he just flies off the handle. <laughs> you're going to buy it. You're going to love it. Yep. Well, that's the Chili Peppers, <laughs> which everybody hates. <laughs> the multi-Grammy winning album was originally released in December 1973. That was a good line. Uh, feature songs like Jet, Bluebird, Let Me Roll It, and of course the title track, Band on the Run. Jet's such a good song. The 50th anniversary edition of Band on the Run will be available in a variety of formats beginning February 2nd. I think Pound for Pound Jet has uh, more lyrics that I don't understand, but I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. And then, I'm excited about this. Premiering today is Getty Lee Asks, Are Bass Players Human Too? A four-episode docuseries for Paramount Plus that finds the Rush front man hanging out and talking about life with the likes of Les Claypool of Primus, Nirvana's Chris Novoselic, uh, Metallica's Robert Trujillo, and, me. and Melissa Off DeMar's Mar of Hole. I guess I'm just, I don't know, just the Beatles! And Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Lee tells us the series was the brainchild of filmmaker Sam Dunn, who co-directed the 2010 documentary Rush Beyond the Light of the Stage, and is a bass player himself. Uh, it looks great, and he looks yeah. like a um, like a really good interviewer, a great, uh, a humble guy, obviously, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, when you, when anybody, like when directors talk to directors, or, you know, you, you get a special insight that you wouldn't normally get, and yeah. I love this. Yep. The episodes are based on conversations that Getty had with other bass players as part of his Getty Lee's big, beautiful book of bass in 2018. 
He said, I'm all for doing things that are out of character and put me in a different frame of mind. Uh, that's what life's all about. In the end, I would say I was shocked at how much fun they are to watch and how well it turned out. And I think and I hope that music fans will get a kick out of them. And I hope they'll learn about us baseball. Didn't we create a human transformer called Bruce Lee Getty Lewis? No, Bruce Getty Lee Lewis. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, going back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, looking at their tour dates, there are a lot of open dates in there. Ah. I'm, I'm wondering if they if they add more because I, I do find it peculiar that they would add Burgesstown and and not touch Philadelphia or Atlantic City or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. Ask Paul. He hates them. I hate them. He can't stand those. Guys. Why don't you play Burkittsville as a pretend town of Blair Witch? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Ice Cube is opening for them on some of the Yeah, dates. there's a bunch of different acts that are uh, that are opening acts. Kind of cool. Kind of unique. Kid yeah. Cootie. Pairings. Yeah. Is it Cootie or Cutie? I think it's Cuddy. Cutie. Cuddy. Cuddy. Is yeah. Josh Groban opening up for them on any dates case? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, he, uh, he had this announcement. You raised me I love that bit. It's the best. <laughs> something about that. Uh, I was going to mention something else. You said Kid Cuddy, well, Josh talking, Groban. But the last up. story uh, was was Getty Lee. Gosh, Josh Groban. No, it was uh, Getty Lee. I forgot what it was. That's okay. As I'm, I'm reading his, uh, I'm, I'm almost done with his uh, uh, his biography. And it sucks when you come to the end of a, of a book. Or, so I do the audio book thing as well now because I love it while you're in the cards. You know, uh, it's you can consume stuff you don't get the time to in your normal work a day life. Yeah. But when you see that meter heading towards the end of a book, you're really enjoying it. It's, it's like, sad. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's sad. There's right. one more concert announcement. Pink is playing Lincoln Financial Field next summer. Oh, really? Yeah. With who? Um, she just, well, no, because she just, just did. There. Uh, yeah, she. I think it's Citizens like Bank, right? an extension of that tour. So she's playing Lincoln Financial Field and a date in Hershey. Yeah, That's I saw the big. Hershey. I saw the Hershey date, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't include it in music news. But playing the link, uh, yeah, that's huge. All right, Marissa Magnata with breaking news. Ooh, breaking did you put in the main story? Breaking, breaking news. No. Okay, August, August, August 18th of next year. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm there. You. This just in. We now go to our correspondent, Paul McCartney. Yeah, I'm outside of uh, the Chili Peppers yeah. dressing room, and they're finally realizing people don't like him! <laughs> we need to just keep perpetuating that yeah. Paul's is just, just angry son of a bitch. <laughs> the guy who's, like, kind of accepted to be the, one of the nicest guys around. Yes. Turns out to have the darkest... Soul, the rage monster. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break. Come back, wrap it up. Letter day, word of the week, and Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah. When we return, stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Struts. Think I'm getting You too. Mike Shinoda. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. At the end of our Tuesday broadcast day. Enjoyable day today.
couple of people to thank for stopping by uh, this morning. We had, uh, she was very, very sweet, uh, Liz Tarditi. Tarditi. Fine wine and good spirits wine specialist. And she gave us actually some really great ideas on uh, going out and getting, um, you know, if you, if you have somebody on the list that likes uh, some booze for Christmas or whatever holiday they happen to be celebrating, uh, they got a lot of straight great stuff there. A lot of great gift packages and uh, people there to help you out. No, that is absolutely true. And her, uh, see, uh, as a non-drinker, if I go to a place, you know, a party and you want to bring something, the, she said tequila is kind of a good universal, mm-hmm. you yep. know, which is cool in vodka. So. Lots of good stuff. Lots of there. options. And just ask them when you go to yeah. your uh, fine wine and good spirits store. So we thank her for coming by. And also uh, from the Dad Meat Pod, Dad's <laughs> Dad Meat Podcast, uh, they have the Dad Meat and Friends Christmas show coming up at Helium Comedy Club on Thursday night. Mike Rainey and Tim Butterly. Yeah. Is hey. And uh, they're great guys. A lot of fun and super duper local. And they're, they're um, spotlighting some really great local talent like our own Jake Matera. T- terrific. Very funny. Tim looks very different without his beard. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate those guys coming by here this morning. Uh, and, and Gina's mom. And Gina's mom. mom. And Gina. For not just making cookies, but creating a book about how clean the kitchen is so Kathy will eat her cookies. Not just making cookies, but making cookies in a clean kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Thank clean you, Gina's mom. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, we can do Tattoos Day, Casey. Right. We'll give that away and then we'll talk to uh dude over here. All right. Yeah, Tuesday, the winner of a $350 gift certificate is Gary Burke from Morrisville, Pennsylvania. Gary, we're going to set you up that gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing so you can create your own Preston and Steve show tattoo. And don't forget, you want to check out Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Their artwork samples are available at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoo. Nice job, Gary. Um, Jackie Bam Bam is here. Meow, are you doing? I, yeah. <laughs> you like that? I like that, Jackie. I do like that. He brought in a, a, a cat tree, a cat condo, we call them. Yeah. Radio, you can't see it, but yeah. Yeah, a cat towers is what yep, you call yep. them, Steve. It, multiple names for the same thing, but you know, like they can sleep on it. It's got a little scratching thing on the side. Those are really good. Yeah. I, I want you to take this home to Claire or Shelter or anybody. Uh, it's too small for my cats. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah. We, we, have, we have eight, but so we'll, we'll, we're more than set. But I, we okay. can make sure that we get it to a cat shelter. If you want to do it, we, we, I'll take it. If not a problem. It's I all have good. the same one. You do? Yeah. 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 There you go. And they both squeeze into the top of it together. Say squeeze again? Squeeze. Oh, isolate that, Casey. <laughs> Good word. Squeeze. Good word. We were doing a, we were doing an impression of you earlier. Right? You, yeah. Press, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you can't see that either. You can't see that on the radio. Yeah. Crespo is giving me the point. Yeah. Uh, we love uh, it. Jackie excitedly pointing at someone when we he... We love uh, it. Uh, when he just feels, uh, I don't know, all fired up and everything. You know, fired up. You say Gary. What was his name? Our winner right there, Gary Burr. But Gary Lauer, not only once, twice, I believe three times, he got through on the lines. I'm like, oh, my God. Yesterday. Tell Casey, boy, i got to be part of the Christmas miracle. Tell him, tell him, tell him. All right, I'll tell him. <laughs> there you go, Gary. Uh, yeah, well, I don't that's get fine, that. but Gary, this is in Phoenixville, and you got to get your way there, bro. Oh, that's yeah. right. You're yeah. a big boy. You can get yourself there. Okay. Oh, i got to say this. So, uh, back when a couple of Christmas miracles... I drove him home. I did you a favor. Oh, thank you. So he gets out of the car a week later. My girlfriend's like, what are all these pills doing under your seat? I'm like, oh, great. What happens if I get pulled <laughs> over? I, I don't know. I'm not saying it was Gary. Right, I'm right. like, it wasn't me, Brittany. So <laughs> we 
also don't know what kind of they, it could have been. It could have been candy. It could have been, been vitamin candy. C. Right. Right. Have one. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Have two. Yeah. Could have been barbiturates. Could have been tic tic tacs. Could have been. Could have been oxy. Yeah. Just get them part of the Christmas miracle, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jackie, letter of the day. Ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter R as in Yo Romano. <laughs> All right. And we have two Flyers Santa sacks to give away. One uh, for you and one to give as a gift. And you can make it unforgettable this holiday season and gift a Flyer Santa sack. Each gift includes pair lower level Flyers tickets and Flyers player autograph puck and exclusive gritty tree topper mm. and also a bonus pair of Wings lacrosse tickets. So shop now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. We'll give that away on Friday. What do you have in store for today, Jackie? Uh, band known as Public Affection, meaning we're going to York PA with the band live. We'll put them in our workforce block starting up. Today's the anniversary and Pierre is also wide awake. He's already texted me three times. It's the Rolling Stones uh, 54th anniversary of the 10th album, Let It Bleed. We'll track through that. And you mentioned Johnny Resnick, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, is celebrating his birthday today. Awesome. All right. And we also got that March Tremonti Sings, Francis Albert Sinatra tickets. Oh, wonderful. So stick around with Jack. He's going to take good care of you. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also Wawa. They have gift cards for anyone on your list. Happy holidays from Wawa. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, secret text word. Uh, we will chat uh, our regular year end of the year thing. Mr. Skin yes. will be checking in with us. And our buddy comedian Pat House is stopping by as well. Pat has a uh, special. I've been seeing uh, clips of it on uh, TikTok and various other social media. He's a funny dude. We'll have him in tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Ray, John, have yourself a great day, my friend, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.